So I have Brandon Howard from Howard County today at the podcast. This was recorded off of a video, which I lost the video. So sorry for that. I uh, hope you enjoy the audio. Let's go. I can actually bass players. I like, I was surprised. I play guitar and mandolin and dobro, but, uh, you know, n- none of them very well, but I, I do it. Okay. And, uh, but like the bass player, my bass player is actually crazy talented. He plays like all instruments and he just happens to be playing bass for us. But it, so it's kind of funny that I'm always giving him crap. Like, oh, you're just a bass player. But he's not. He's like phenomenal. He's great. So. Really? Hey, dude, I, I did a show where I had to play bass and I forgot. Like, if you don't play bass like a bass player, you're not good. Like, I, I was listening to Leonard Skinner's Simple Man, listening to the bass line, and I never knew how complicated it was. I thought it would just be like... See, you know, just holding notes. That dude was playing yeah. right along with the riff, and I was like, "That's how I play it." I'm, I'm not when I play bass, which is almost never because I have respect for myself. <laughs> um, but they, <laughs> but uh, but whenever like he's he's great. He's absolutely my uh, Dave Zager is, is my bass player. He's been playing bass and all kinds of crazy instruments. The guy can play a theremin, an honest to god theremin. Have you ever heard of anyone playing a theremin? Is that do you know what a theremin is? I'm just That's trying to. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say the. <laughs> yeah, he plays a theremin. I'm like, I'm just at, at some point you're just flexing on me. Yeah. It's just I'm just a poor lead singer. That's it's, all. It's I'm like tickling man. that girlfriend they don't have. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Oh god! That's the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. So, hey, do you ever heard that old joke? It's uh, what do you call a super hot chick on the arm of a bass player? Invisible. <laughs> it's the only way it's gonna happen. It's gonna I can make her dance. <laughs> she loves me. Look at she loves me, man. She <laughs> can't get enough of me. Right on me. It's the only way it's gonna happen, man. Oh, that's, that's the only way it's gonna happen. That's hilarious. that's a funny joke, right? Yeah, I like that's that. That's what I do with the Death Leopard joke. That's my favorite Death Leopard joke. You know that one? What has nine arms and sucks? Death Leopard. <laughs> <laughs> that's mean. That's a mean joke. You shouldn't laugh at that. Yeah. Shame when you pack. Ah. laughing at that but <laughs> i'm sure he's over it <laughs> oh yeah he probably is yeah if he doesn't like it awesome. he can clap <laughs> but uh so was, I, I have to tell you a funny story i was just talking to uh steve and i was like yeah i wasn't able to i i realized i've been putting in howard country to look for music and i saw your logo today bigger and i'm like it's howard county I don't feel bad. I'm fr- I got a Louisiana school system. That's why I was raised up, man. I'm, I'm lucky if I can spell county. It's, it's completely <laughs> ridiculous. I do country all the time, or like all the time do country. Yeah, it's, not, yeah, it's ridiculous. But I don't feel bad. Don't feel bad about yeah. it, man. So yeah, I didn't think it. it's it's kind of like a Van Halen type name, though. Your last name and uh-huh. county. Uh-huh. And and yeah, absolutely. Is there is is there a Howard County? There is. It's the most central. Well, there's a big debate in Texas. Uh, you're not in Texas right now, right? You, no, you I'm in Delaware. I'm Delaware. Delaware. Really far away. Northeast. Every time someone mentions Delaware, I think of the... Wayne's uh, World? Yeah! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's Delaware. Yeah. I'm in Delaware. They're just the funniest thing ever in the world. But, but Biden's from Delaware. There's something. Yeah, yeah. He He used to live right down the road from me. Mm-hmm. And when he comes home, it's terrible because now I can't go on that side of, uh, I got to find another way. <laughs> there you go. There you go. No, absolutely, man. I, so in Texas, uh, they, uh, there's a big debate on where the center of Texas is. I don't know why. That's just a real legitimate debate people have. And uh, Howard County is pretty much central. 
in uh in there and it's very like not a lot of population in, in, in howard county and i thought it was just a really cool name and uh and plus it's, it's my last name and i can't be my 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 full name is brandon russell howard and uh russell is uh it's like uh, that's yeah it sounds like you should be working on a carburetor <laughs> I, I mean it's at, at all times you'd be like watching a movie working on a carburetor eating dinner working on a carburetor because why do you do that because my name's russell so i don't uh you know it's just my middle name it was what it is but uh howard brandon howard uh my first name i couldn't be brandon howard because uh I don't know if you know this. Do you know who Brandon Howard is? I, I see Brandon Howard, B. Howard. I was like, uh, do you know who B. Howard is? No. He's the illegitimate child of Michael Jackson. Really? I'm dead serious. And if you look like right on the, like have Steve look up for you, him, his, the B. Howard or Brandon Howard, he goes by both. And he looks exactly like Michael Jackson. And, and like, and, and I'm like, this guy's been through enough. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not going to try to like take his name or nothing like that, but you know what I mean? It's so no, I'm not joking. There's like, and there's like 50 Brandon Howard's all of them black. Um, so like, I mean, they just, it's just what it is, you know? Yeah. And uh, so like, uh, no, but he's like, every time, like I would try to do stuff under Brandon Howard, it would be overshadowed by his, which is fine. I mean, I mean, he had the name first. Yeah. Are you blanket? <laughs> <laughs> there's another kid. That's not the, the kitty they call blanket, right? No, no, those are illegitimate child. That one's recognized. That one's a recognized baby. Uh, apparently, apparently, Michael Jackson was a bit of a ladies' man, mm. from what I understand. And I heard other rumors about him, but I, I did. I wasn't there, so I wouldn't know. Yeah, but uh, you know, but there we go. But I do. But legitimately, and they deny his paternity. They're like, Mike, this this Brandon Howard guy, he ain't no, he isn't a, he's in part of the Jackson family. And I'm like, dude, he looks just like him. I mean, he's, I mean, it's insane. It's like, seriously, look him up, dude. It's just absolutely crazy. So I, I will. step on the man. So, I will. Get this. Yeah. That's all the results I got. And, but I, I didn't really see any pictures, but I could, t- I could tell it wasn't, uh, it wasn't you. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's fine. I like how I, don't, I always thought it was weird. Like, and I'm not crapping on like, you know, other bands that do it. You know, there's, there's, I mean, it seems like everyone is like the, you know, Josh Abbott band. I mean, I'm, I know you, uh, you're very familiar with, uh, Texas country and everything like that, but like Jack, you know, that I, Dave Matthews band and stuff like that, whatever you want to call it. I always felt weird being like the Brandon Howard band or like, you know, Brandon Howard's Brandon Howard's fishing the Brandon Howard with his Brandon Howard crew. You know, I'm just feels weird, Dude. you know, saying it like that. Sort of Thank thing, you. So. Cause, cause I know your last band, like band name. And I like that. Like, yeah, especially like right. if you're a member of the band, like, I was in one band, Southern Tide, and then the name changed, and then it was like, you know, Hank Miller. And people were like, oh, what's your band name? I'm like, Hank Miller. And they're like, is your name Hank? Are you I'm Hank like, Miller? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no. It makes it feel like it's very, yeah. I told, it makes it feel like if you're trying to make a brotherhood, which I think a band should be, if, you, if you're trying to make a brotherhood and you want to be like, you know, I don't know. I just, I think it's kind of weird to be like Brandon, which listen. And if, and if Josh Abbott is out there, I'm not making fun of you. Please don't beat me up. I'll go down like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> uh, I'm big for nothing. Um, I might be six foot and, and 250 pounds, but I, I, you swing at me. I'll go down on the ground. <laughs> I'll start crying in the fetal position. I'm big for nothing, but like, uh, I just don't like it personally myself. I just always thought it was kind of, mm, I just like every time. And even band members are like, you should just be Brandon Howard, the Brandon Howard band. I bet. Ah, maybe, yeah, I'm, I just, I couldn't get my head around it. So, yeah. And it's like, you want to do music so you don't have to do the job with the name tag, but here you are wearing your a name tag, just even bigger on your shirt. 
It is true. You love me this. Uh, you know who I love? Have you ever uh, Jeff Foxworthy? You know Jeff Foxworthy? I've, I've seen a couple of his. Uh... God, dude, he has this one joke. I remember hearing it when I was a kid. He says, people think their kids are so great. Like, you got a kid right now, points up in the sky, and he goes, airplane, airplane. I'm like, well, hell, he's 16 years old. I hate to break it to you. He's going to have a job with his name on his shirt. I think about that all the time, dude. <laughs> like, that's one of the fav- my favorite Jeff Foxworthy jokes of all time. And uh, yeah, I think about that all the time. He even wrote that. Like I have a, a song uh, called Damn Sure Try. And, and it's uh, one of the lyrics is going to work with your name on your shirt. Son, there ain't no shame in that. And I, I, I think about that a lot. You know, some of the greatest dudes in the world, I mean, I wouldn't be here without my dad. And he went to work with his name on his shirt all the time. So, yeah, I actually worked the same company as my dad, my grandfather, his grandfather. I'm like fourth gen. I thought my dad liked me. He's like, nah, you're just going to work here. So <laughs> wait, wait, is it, is it a family business? Or no, it's the railroad for the railroad. Yeah. They're like, Oh, no education. Slow your words. <laughs> it's a job for you. Sign them up. Let's go. <laughs> I got just the place for you, son. Yeah. You love it, man. The railroad, like, like I said, I'm from a little town called Lake Charles, Louisiana, right on the border of Texas. And by God, if you could get a job at the railroad, you was sitting pretty. You might get yourself a new Impala. I don't even know. <laughs> You'd be ready to go, but like maybe yeah. even the Cadillac. I don't know. I don't know what, to, what day it is, but like, dude, yeah, dude, like railroad was a good job when I was a kid. I don't know if it still is. I mean, yeah. I what's railroad have... life like? Uh, well, if you don't have a scheduled job, it sucks because you're like on call. There's no holidays. There's no, you don't, you have no rhythm of when you sleep, but fi- I'm finally able to have like a set, set schedule. So, it's not that That's bad. I, I mean, I was able, I was able to the, the last, the last tour we did, we did like 130, 40 shows and I was able to keep my job somehow. So wow, I was able to keep, are you a, are you, yeah. Are you a railroad bull? Did you just go around like hitting hobos in the head or uh, no, I didn't, I didn't do anything fun <laughs> like that. I, I, I first started, I was, I was a lineman. So I worked on like the poles and the, the power lines. And now I just press buttons and turn them off. Really? Yeah. So, so you're like an electrician. You're a sparky. No, no. If you were to tell me to wire a ceiling fan in your house, I'd be, I'd not, I would not be the one. <laughs> yeah. I had a, I was an electrician for a year and they, what they're supposed to do is like rotate you out. And, but they, this was like a full grown uh, electrician place and they, you got, I got hired and then they did a hiring freeze. So I literally dug ditches for a year and a half. Uh, and I literally didn't touch any wires at all. Like I literally was one of those, we call them an Irish spoon, you know, the really thin spoons, like the orange ones. And you just dig in the trench all day long on your knees. I did that for a year and a half. And I'm like, dude, I did not want to be, uh, do that for the rest of my life. So yeah. I just, I was out of there. I've had a ton of jobs. So, you know, that's until I, until I do this job and this is the only job I love. So yeah. Gonna do? Yeah. That's, yeah, I thought I thought maybe I had I had a I had a chance to to quit and uh do it legit, but I just healthcare. I know I would I would quit my job and go on tour and my appendix would explode and I'd be <laughs> I'd be financially ruined forever. <laughs> so it's like well, it was like dude, oh, that's, it's it's a really good job. Like we joke around, but the railroad's a really good job, man. It's like it's good. I well, at least where I, growing up it was for me and and uh, I, I never worked at the railroad, but, you know, Sturgill Simpson did. 
Oh, and, really? You know, I don't, did you know that? Yeah, he worked for the railroad for like something like 15 years or some crap like that. Yeah, yeah and like, uh, and right after he got out the Navy, so I think it's 15 years. I don't want to speak out of turn, but the, the thing is, though, man, that's a hard, that was a really hard thing for him. It's like, it's a really good job. There's a lot of security. He was like a supervisor, you know what I'm saying? And I, I don't know where he was based out of. I think he was out of Tennessee or something like that. And those are old lines and stuff. And, and, he was like, literally, he's like, this is, he goes, it, it was a very hard decision for him to leave the railroad to go pursue his dreams. And I, I, I don't, dude, that's a hard position to be in. Yeah. You, it's, you make more money retired than you did when you work. That's Ooh, a, I didn't know that. the railroad. We don't collect social security. We collect uh railroad retirement. So it's astronomical compared to social security. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Well, I and, a- and like if, if I ever got married, they'd get half or they'd get my whole if I die. So it's like, you can like set you people up. Huh? No, you got married? no. Cool. Yeah. Like, cool. I, yeah, I don't know. I always like, I'm surprised I have a dog. Cause I always thought like <laughs> I would do music and you know what I mean? Like, I can't, it's not like a cat where you can just, you know, you leave them outside and hope they come back a month later. Or if they don't, who cares? It's a cat. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm right there with but yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, I just it works out. I, I should be having a lot more fun than I am doing stuff, but I don't. But <laughs> I can how many guitars you have, man. I, I, so I can barely, playing, really? I can barely afford myself. It's, yeah, yeah. I do. So, like, did you start off with acoustic? Uh huh. Really? That's, that's all I've played. Yeah. I'm, I'm not very good at the electric. I play dobro and I play mandolin because I just absolutely love it. And I'm trying to learn piano right now, but uh, I'm just, yeah, but I love acoustic guitar and that's, that's all I really play. And I, I, I just recently got my, this is, uh, I don't know if you can see that. That's siren. That's, that's my J 45. That's my dream guitar. I, I wanted that thing since I was like five years old, six years old. You know, you seen Johnny Cash and everything like playing that exact guitar, and that's all I've ever wanted. And so I named her Siren because she because uh, she she sings out true. You know, she sings the truth that like makes men break themselves on the rocks. And so that's why I named her Siren. But the, I I love that guitar, and I I play that guitar probably every single day. I'm gonna Willie Nelson that mug. It's gonna look like Trigger by the Trigger. time I'm done. It's gonna have a hole in it. I guarantee it. I'm a big I'm a big proponent of only having like one or two guitars and just working that thing until it's completely dead and destroyed. And I just think they have better sound that way. But my lead guitar player. Dude, his name's uh, uh, Carter Sandoval. It's a great kid, but dude, that guy every week gets a new guitar. Which you know, I get it. I mean, it's fine. They want that new sound and everything. Even you with that Brent Mason Telly, bro. I saw you with that thing on, on one of your posts, man. Oh, I, I, I wanted one. I, I I wanted to put a BB under my guitar, and I'm like, this is expensive, and <laughs> like you can't return it. So I'm like, and then I saw Brent Mason had a BB under in his custom, and I'm like, yeah, it's three thousand dollars, but that's pretty much with shipping the glide glazer or whatever. And back, I was like, we're looking at the same price for like one of my cheap, uh, Mexican fenders. So I was like, you know what? Why don't I just buy the real deal? If I don't like it, sell it. But, uh, yeah. And it's, well, next time, go, go, sorry, go ahead, now I was going to say that. So I wanted it and I'm like, I'm kind of responsible. I like, I, I can wait. My dad used to say, do you want it or do you need it? And I'm like, get out of here. But mm-hmm. and it was like, I don't need it. I play a lot sitting down. And then, like, the next show I went to, Zach Top's playing it, like, right in front of my face. I'm like, come on, man. It's like the universe telling me to, you know, take that 401k loan. 
go yeah. do, go donate plasma, get that guitar. <laughs> but like, you are a musician, my friend. If you donate plasma, yeah. you get a guitar. That, that that you were like, are you even a musician if you didn't do that? I go do wholeheartedly agree with that. Dude. Well, listen, hey, next time I'm in Nashville, like I I I'm not I'm, I don't act like you know big time over here. I mean, I'm, we're not best friends or nothing like that. But I do know Brent Mason. And dude, I'll happily grab it and grab if you want to meet me down in Nashville. Sometimes ain't too far from Delaware, and you get a signature on it, man. You know, next time we're down in Nashville and stuff like that. He's a good dude, bro. Seriously. Yeah, I actually, I I would fly to Nashville. I used to get flights for like twenty eight bucks round trip, but I recently just checked because I wanted to check out an artist, and it's only like one hundred twenty eight round trip. So I was like, man, I need to start hitting down Nashville again. Because I can't, man. I, I haven't been down that. The last time I was down there, uh, it was to record and try to uh, try to get on a song, but we lost to uh, Craig Campbell beat us out. So that's what he made that TikTok video, and I was like, "You stole my song." <laughs> it was but for a friend. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I tell you something. Like the guy, you need to. I, I got some people. I mean, not, this is gonna sound like I'm such. I feel like such an asshole. Just, I'm, I'm sorry. Am I allowed to cuss in here? Yeah. This is yeah. okay. Go. Cool. Well, I feel like such an asshole saying this, but like, I, I don't like, once again, I don't know these guys. It's not like I'm going to Sunday dinner with these guys or nothing yeah. like that, but like I've hung out with them a little bit. And, and if next time I'm in Nashville, legitimately, man, we'll have you over and, and you'll meet these guys. I mean, uh, uh, or this latest album that just came out, it took my horn. I just, I'm super blessed. I have, a, I have a great production team. Uh, Jed Seneca is my producer. He's incredible. And he just happens to know all of these guys. Like, uh, um, uh, Daryl Dodd said he's the reason why he got was had any success in Nashville. He's best friends with Buddy Hyatt. That's the uh, piano player from uh, Toto. Like he wrote, he helped write that song. In the rains out in Africa, you know that song. Yeah, that, so like, so he's a great piano player. He normally does all my tracking and stuff like that. So uh, he's incredible. Like one of the most incredible piano players ever. Like I'm over here trying to learn piano, and he's just like, let me show you some things, Brandon. I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna burn my piano when I get home. <laughs> and uh, but uh, yeah, like Lonnie Wilson was uh, was dr- played drums. He's uh, with McKinney McBride forever and stuff like that. And Brent Mason's been on literally everything. There's nothing Brent Mason has not been on. Um, every George Strait album there is. I mean, he's just incredible. And the sweetest guy you have ever met in your life. I know, I know a lot of people say that because they're trying to like, you know, play the political game in like a lot of times in music, but dude, he's legitimately a sweetheart. And then Joe Spivey was my fiddle player who I would, I constantly was trying to get him to adopt me, but he thought that was weird, which is understandable. Like, and, but like a full grown man <laughs> wanted to be adopted by Joe Spivey. Uh, he played on everything from, you know, seminal win with John Anderson. He just, he's been on everything. He's incredible and an incredible bluegrass player as well. So like we've had every single, uh, just, uh, just great. Like Mike Johnson, the, uh, the, the still guitar player, we had, a, we had a, an all-star cast and they just, God's good grace that I get to even meet these guys and hang out with them. Cause they're just, they're straight up legends, straight up legends. So I just want to say that though. Yeah. What's funny is uh, the last band I was in, uh, he, he primarily used a, a pedal for his distortion and it, it blew up. And I was like, you don't have a backup. I was like, you should have a backup. And he was like, I don't need a backup. I'll just get it fixed. So I went out and bought a backup just in case he needed it with, you know, we always cut a six guy in the, the band fund and it was sure. it was a hot wired, and it was Brent Mason. And I remember somebody saying like, "You know, you don't know who Brent Mason is?" I was like, "He's got a guitar pedal. I've never even used it. Like, never turned it on. It just sits there. And I know it's expensive. It's it's yeah, it's a little orange guy over there. And I'm like, 
I, when I finally was like, let me, let me see the guy who like owns this guitar. And I, I was watching him do like a seminar and I was like, Oh, wow. It like the way how like he uses his fingers and just, I, I was now I follow him on Instagram and he's like day at the office. No, Hey, should I play that slower or faster? And then it's just, yeah. Like you said, and then I, I, you know, you just Google his name and it's just like the list is just like, it's, it's forever. It's forever. He's, he's, it's like a CVS receipt. Just <laughs> so we were, we were eating lunch with him and he was just like, I was like, so, uh, you know, I'm a giant Travis Tritt fan. I'm just humans. And like, it didn't matter who I named. I'd like, yeah, I'm really influenced by this. He goes, Oh, Travis Tritt. We did this and this and this. Don't tell him I said that. It was like, like <laughs> had a story for literally everyone. It's like, Oh, the, you, you, you want to hear something cool about Conway Twitty? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I do want to hear something cool. Brent Mason about Conway Twitty. You awesome legend. You No, he was incredible, dude. It was, it was the, the joy of my life. I was just sitting there like, just like literally, dude. It was I was I was such a fanboy. <laughs> dude, I was. It was embarrassing. I feel like I like to think that I composed myself like very with dignity and stuff. I did not. I was yeah. like, can it do you need a glass of water? Like here, dry your like dry your head with this. And the, watching him play was insane. Cause like so we got this big thick glass here, and you watch him, he's like and he's just looking around, like and I'm like, holy crap. And he's just, no, no problem. Whatever. He's just lining it out, knocking it out. And then he goes, well, give me, let me get one more. I didn't, I didn't like that last take. I'm like, what? what? How did you not love that? Like, everything he played was like five seconds. And I was like, just five seconds of it. I couldn't do in a in hundred years. In a hundred years. He's just incredible. Just like an absolute legend. Uh, I don't know. Dude, I, I thought it was nuts. Same with Joe Spivey. I've never seen any fiddle player play with such heart in my entire life. Like, like it just the way he strolls on the, oh, just, he just, Oh, that's and that's what I love about country music, you know, over metal is that is that it's uh, it definitely is a, is a I, what I actually love about metal and country music. And I, and I say this to people who like metal because my bass player, uh, he used to be nothing but metal Pantera. You know what I'm saying? Like every like Slipknot, anything you could imagine. He loved it. I'm like, dude, you're on a you're on a crash course for country music. And he's like, why? He goes, because metal and country music aren't afraid to hurt. They're one of the only genres where like you're not afraid to like you want to feel some hurt in your heart. You want to feel some pain in your heart. And dude, and, and I love that about metal and I love that about uh and I love that about country music too. As about you know, I, it's one of those things if you're not afraid to hurt and you don't you don't mind having your music hurt your heart a little bit, metal and country. If you love metal, you're going to ride on a crash course for country because it's just everything about it is the exact same. Yeah. In that regard. Do do you do you have a favorite sad song? In metal? Or just have a food. Have a food. <laughs> Do I have a favorite money? Well, I have songs that I can't listen to anymore because they're too damn sad. Uh, if you ever, or don't review this, buddy. I know you review a lot of stuff. Do not, you know, like if you review it, do it with a bag of tissues or something with some, with a hanky because it's the worst. It'll make you cry your eyes out. It's uh, called Jacob's Dream uh, by uh, Allison Krauss. Oh, yeah. It, oh, Oh, I can't, I listened to it one time. I'm like, yeah, that's enough of that. I don't need any more of that, like, bawling my eyes out. Grown man in a Ford truck going down the road, just like, God, like, it's just, it's brutal. That's, like, not my favorite sad song in the entire world because that thing just tears me up. But I have tons of sad songs. Like, Travis Tritt's Anymore is absolutely incredible. Not getting hurt, hurt inside. Dude, he's incredible. Uh, I love songs that aren't necessarily about love, too. Like, one of my favorite is uh, Alan Jackson's... Uh, a midnight in Montgomery, 
and talking about like, a, you know, talking about a Hank Williams. That's just my son's name. My son's name is Hank Williams because I have a cool wife. That's it. That, that's the only reason I can name my son Hank Williams. Although I tried to get her, get her to name him uh, Sue, but she wasn't uh-huh. about it. She didn't let that happen yeah. at all. I, I, it, it's funny is I never got that line in, in Swingers when you guys, oh, his name's Sue. That Johnny Cash fan, because I never heard it. And then I, when it, you know, doing the TikTok thing, I was like, it's kind of funny. <laughs> that's a badass, that's a badass song. Yeah. Do you know who wrote that? Uh, Shel, Silver, uh, Shel Silverstein. Dude, I'm impressed. That's absolutely <laughs> right, man. Where the sidewalk ends, like yeah. the attic, the crazy ass stuff that he wrote. A lot of shock kids get to read the stuff that he wrote, man. It's absolutely crazy. Some of that stuff was just absolutely nuts. I remember being a little kid and, uh, Shell Silverstein had this like the one of the things that really stuck with me is this dentist. He climbs into a mouth of an alligator. Do you remember that in the Shell Silverstein? I don't. I don't think so. Anyways, he's I, like he starts pulling teeth because he's like, oh, this is so much. This dentist is having the time of his life because he's like, uh, he's having the time of his life because he's like, uh, uh, you know, pulling teeth. He's like, I've never got to do this. And the, and the, the alligator's like, don't do that. Just stop, stop. And he's just eating the the dentist. And I remember reading that as a kid going like, Oh my God, <laughs> like, that was awesome. That's Shel Silverstein though. He's pretty, he's pretty damn crazy. Yeah. I, I remember reading the books when I was little, but it, it, of course people in the comments let me know. And I, I just remember that, that he actually wrote some uh, country songs as well. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, he's great, man. Absolutely nuts. But I'm thinking he like, I guess like the first song when he, sad song in metal, I would say uh snuff slipknot. Yeah, Slipknot's a bit hard, bro. That's that's heavy stuff. Though. Yeah, it's funny. Is it's like it, it's it, it reads like like I like in the band the guys were like, listen, like the lead singer needs a break. Can because I used to sing in a band. I'm not a good singer, but I was like, look, I could do like this song. It's it, you don't really need a range to do it. And I sure. I typed out the lyrics and I had them in my. Uh, guitar bag and at the time i was going to nashville to record and my girlfriend was going to put a note in my guitar case when i opened it in nashville you know oh well it was the lyrics the snuff which sounds like a breakup song (laughs) and she was like dude she flipped out and i'm like like no it's a song it's like just go on itunes and listen to it i'm not listening to it this is i know what this is about are you still dating her Oh no, no. Oh my gosh. Patrick the bullet dodger, bro. He's just like the matrix style, just no, dodging well, bullets. I, <laughs> no, dude, I, I, it's funny. People will be like, did you ever date one, date somebody for a while? I'm like, yeah, I dated a girl for 10 years. And like, you mean to marry her? I'm like, listen, man, I work for the railroad. Like when her father passed they were people were like, why are you up here? Why are you with the family? And I'm like, I, I've been, I've been dating her for um, a decade. And they're like, well, how come yeah. I never met you? I'm like, cause I had Wednesdays off and people are like, what are you in an entertainment? <laughs> I'm like, no transportation. Like my, like yeah. I would get off Tuesday night at midnight off Wednesday back Thursday night. That was my weekend for years. That's brutal. It's, it's, I, it's, it's, it's how do you have time for music? Uh, uh, by almost getting fired every year, the union. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for the union. Yeah. Well, I've now been fired from some job is ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I it's I've been fired from every job I've ever had, including the one I have now. So, <laughs> Dude, well, hey, there you go. Dude, they brought why? You back. Why would you quit? You get fired. You get unemployment. 
and they know some of them would know. They'd be like, I know what you're doing. I'm like, well, game on. You're what am I doing? You're, you're, tell me what I'm doing. You're going to fire me. I am not quitting. <laughs> Come on. Dude, I've, been, I've been fired from every single job. Like this is the whole, this is the Johnny paycheck. You, you, you familiar with Johnny paycheck? Like, take this job and shove it. Yeah. This, oh, Patrick, we're going to be best friends, man. I can already feel it right now. We're going to be pals. We're going to do karate in the garage together and <laughs> make bunk beds and stuff. But, um, but no, like, so I always had that in me. My wife says I have the biggest, problem with authority in the entire world. Like if a boss was like, you need to do this. I'm like, well, you need to kiss my ass. How's that? And I was like, I'll, that was younger, Brandon. That was younger, Brandon. But like, I've been fired from too many jobs. Cause like they would do stuff. They don't have to do stuff. I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. No. Yeah. And then I saw a thing with Bill Burr too. He did the same thing. Like he worked at a warehouse. He was talking about how he'd see the boss come around the corner when there was nothing to do, nothing to do. And the boss would come around the corner and everybody would just start like, you know, start cleaning down everything. And he'd just be like, I'm just going to stand here because I'm going to lie to the guy and say that I'm like, there's nothing to do. And, but, and that mentality is not good for corporate America. That I was, uh, I worked at a different place and literally I, they would give me a stack of paperwork to do. And I would do it in 45 minutes and I would just sit at my desk like this with my hands crossed, just, you know, and they'd be like, what's going on. I'm like, just, I'm finished. Just waiting for phone calls to come in so I can, you know, do the phones part of it. It's cause I used to take orders and stuff. And they're like, well, don't you have work to do? I'm like, no, I'm done. I finished it all. I'm like, everyone else is doing like eight hours of work. I'm like, are they? Are they just shuffling <laughs> papers around trying to look busy so you don't give them more work? I'm like, give me more work. I don't care. But that mentality, like bosses hate that mentality. They do. And I get fired all the time. So nobody can fire me from this. So suck it. So that's-, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. it. You are like, it, I guess technically you are an independent contractor. I am. All right. Did you, did you uh, start an LLC for, uh, I did. No, yeah. No. I, that's one thing LLC. I never did that I really should have. Cause trailer tires like to jump off the trailer and hit stuff, which I was mm-hmm. like, man, I need to get some more insurance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was the first thing I did, man. I'm like, I'm trying to, yeah, I could just see just, like bad stuff. Happen. Just write it off, write off everything. Great, our great white. Remember that crap? Oh, when the, oh, dude, that yeah. video. It's amazing. You, you you can watch National Geographic. There'll be 10 million fish all in harmony. And they're just swimming all like little pea brains. And you mean to tell me those people couldn't coordinate an effort to safely. It, it was just, it, it was a, a, tra- a tragedy that just everything broke down. Everything that could have went wrong. I, I, and it happened. Oh God. Oh, so horrible, man. Yeah. Rough. And for the, for the for people, people at the door, tell, tell people what this is. Like, some people don't know what I'm, we're talking about with that great white stuff. Yeah, they're uh, like they knew those pyrotechnics weren't. I mean, you don't shoot that, and you know, in that tiny little venue. So, there's a band called Great White. If you guys don't know out there, I know you're listening, but uh, they they were shooting off pyrotechnics and everything like that in this tiny little wooden building, and they and they just the place went nuts, and then uh, the place started burning down, and everyone started going towards the front door well, was crazy too did you see the video where like like the, they had video going and their back doors by they had back escape doors by the back they blocked completely them. wide open oh wide open they, blocked them. they were wide open the ones that, that i saw there there was nothing blocking them they just didn't think to go you know, you know what i'm saying back. forward and they would have been fine you know what i'm saying but it, they all tried to go back out where they came in and but they just it was like stacks of bodies by the by the front yeah door. and did, some of them were still just oh just watching yeah, it's yeah. just like it's terrible. It's 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 really sad. It's really sad. 
So I don't know, man. That's absolutely sorry, sorrowful stuff. But yeah, I hope I, they had to have an LLC though, because they probably got their butts sued so bad. Yeah, I don't know. Man. I hope they had insurance. They're, otherwise, they're sued into oblivion right now. Yeah, which I mean, it's, it's I don't I don't know whose job it was to do the pirates. See, I don't know like like the we don't there's not a lot of pyrotechnics in the country music. So who's responsible for that in, at, at a metal show with the pyrotechnics? Like, is that just the band or the manager? I, or? Well, they wouldn't want me in charge of it because I tend to overpour. <laughs> that's a one-to-one ratio whatever that means hey listen i found this new stuff it's called tannerite oh and napalm is gonna love it it's gonna be the best show ever <laughs> my my amish friends took seven oh, that's right you're in delaware it, you've got tons of Amish people well, where, where i lived in pa uh mm-hmm. th- there was amish they i think it was i, I sent the video to steve they did like 60 70 pounds of tannerite they set off the richter scale and like one of them's death, like they they made the news, and like yes. yeah, they're nuts. They 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 made an Amish cannon and was shooting it at mm. his car. It was chock full of tannerite. My buddy this had my buddy. That's one of the things he said. He goes, "Yeah, man." I was like, "How has your career gone?" Because I was there for a Nashville right, and he's like, "Yeah, man, we're getting ready to to film a video." He's like, "It's pretty cool, man." They gave me tannerite, and I'm like, "Really? Where's it at?" <laughs> and he's like, "I got it downstairs," and I was like. He lived in a holler. I'm like, when are we going downstairs? I said, plenty <laughs> of stuff outside that I, I saw we can have some fun with. And they're like, nah, dude, nah, nah, I need that for the video. And I'm like, just, just tell him I took it. Come on. Like, <laughs> that sounds awesome. We can always get more. This yeah. stuff is incredible. I love that stuff so much. That's that's some redneck stuff right there, buddy. Like, let's see what we can blow up. Yeah. See, I got barrels. I got stuff to blow up. You know, we'll do whatever. Yeah, it's, it's funny. It's like, you go to somebody's house, it's it's made with like metal flashing the roof. It looks like the house is put together, but you know, they got like got three extra fridges to blow up and <laughs> there, let's get my let's get my ninety thousand dollar truck. Go blow some stuff up. We we gotta point it over there because if the blast goes over here, it's gonna blow the house down like the big bad wolf. So like, there's so many people that like this is this is one of the biggest problems with country music. Uh, you see a lot of punk music too is gatekeeping. They're like, oh, you're not country, you're not country. And like a lot of people like their metric or rubric by which they judge cunt, like how country a person is, in my opinion, is all wrong. The, the the rubric by which you judge if you're country is how much shit have you lit on fire and blown <laughs> up. Like that's that's really, in my opinion, my humble opinion is is really what it is. It's funny this. I remember my mom said something. She was like, uh, yeah. She was like, Patrick doesn't realize that he's a hick. <laughs> Cause like, That's awesome. we grew up, we grew up in a, a nice, a nice neighborhood, nice house, which the, you know, the Amish built. And uh, yeah, I used to pick them up. I used to pick up the workers and then I would pick up the kids and I had a conversion van and they'd put the TV on. I'm like, man, am I like, being bad right now they're just watching it like oh mystery box but like so it was a nice area but we had like we used to like playing the cornfield we would have a flag on one side of the cornfield and another flag on the other and the object was to get the other flag and run through it and my buddy would put like a broomstick through his sleeve so he would be like a tractor um, it, oh, it was fun until you know <laughs> the farmer shows up is i actually he was like, well, you guys going to destroy the corn? I'm going to grow soy, soybeans. So I was like, well, this ruined my pathway. So I took my tractor and drove the tractor through his field. Like, 
like cut it down. And, and like, I was dumb. I, the tire marks went right to my house and he came <laughs> with like an estimate of how much, you know, like how much crop was destroyed. And I'm like, listen, man, that's how I get to the other neighborhood. But like, mm-hmm. you know, they're very sentimental about, you know, it's like they had names for every one of those little sprouts. <laughs> you have got to be the most country metal guy I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. You had a tractor, brother. You had a tractor, and honest to God, I swear to God, if you said a Massey Ferguson, I'm going to lose my. No, shit no, right I'm now. talking like a Polaris. Like we couldn't, okay, af- okay. we couldn't afford the Cub Cadet that had gears. Mine just had D. Yeah, this stuff's good, man. Well, that's awesome, dude. That's freaking great. So, hey, man, you want to hear something? Like just because it's you and me, and no one's watching this. Um, <laughs> Do you find Amish chicks very attractive? Those long skirt dresses. I'm the only one. Okay. I'll just, uh, <laughs> I'm going to tell you a funny like, story. White thing around there. I don't know, man. It's so, kind of cute. It's kind of so, very traditional. I, I don't know. It makes me want to, you know, maybe get up one of those weird beards without the mustache. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. So, <laughs> so eighth grade, I'm dating this girl. Oh, this is the greatest story ever. I don't want to tell this going to be awesome. And I was like, Hey, why do you wear a hat every day? <laughs> and she looked at me and she was like, because of my religion. And I was like, I was like, are you, huh. are you, are you Amish? She goes, no, no, no. I'm a Mennonite. I'm like, Mennonite. Uh, yeah, I was about to say that. Yeah. I got stung by a bee and I'm severely allergic. And like, there was a Mennonite on the school trip and they were like praying for me. I was like, no, we need science. I need, <laughs> I need EpiPen. That don't work. No. That has failed a hundred percent of the time. And I'm sorry, telephone. Just like I appreciate your but if anyone has some acetaminophen and maybe some some Benadryl, I'd be very helpful. Yeah. You know, that would that's pretty funny though. Was she yeah. cute though? Was she the love of your life? Uh dude, I could I I I like like uh you listen, man, don't get in trouble here. Like oh, if, yeah. if there's some stuff I'll, I'll talk about. Okay, it's, it's, it was like this is the greatest thing ever, dude. I look so I'm like I'm not trying to be weird, but I always thought they were cute, man. I always thought that was like little like very like long long uh, dresses, and I think it's kind of kind of cute, man. I think it's kind of weird. I don't know. I kind of want to live vicariously through you, buddy. This is this is awesome. It is interesting when you're driving by their fields and they are relieving themselves right in the middle of. The field. They're like. Nah, they're not. Nope. <laughs> this is real talk, man. <laughs> this is real talk. Like just like squatting and peeing. Not no, actually, buddy, Patrick. Now I'm now I'm doubly in. I'm ready to go. That actually, this sounds awesome. Like a chick that just goes pee somewhere. That's a hard. That's a country girl right there. We we live by, and well, our band practiced out, and there was an Amish school, and they would come up, and I would have my laptop, and I would fill their. They had like secret iPads and tablets. And they would ask me for all like movies. I remember the one, his name is like Ben Thaniel. And he's like, yeah, you got any Tupac? I'm like, how have you heard yeah. of Tupac? And he's like, how have you not heard that? Do you have it or not? I'm like, whoa. You know, I'm like, <laughs> give me some of that pickled kielbasa and you can have whatever you want. <laughs> but, well, that's awesome. Man. Yeah. That dude, uh, that dude, big Steve from the Amish mafia or uh-huh. yeah, they filmed that show. Like we had band practice here. And Big Steve lived at the end of the uh, the end of the street. So is that real? That always seemed really weird to me, like that Amish stuff. Is that Dude, legit? No, and they exiled him for that, and I felt terrible. Like he like lived, like normally, like when you're Amish, the whole family lives on the same land. He yeah. lives on his own little thing and just by himself, and he 
just putting his laundry up and not that we exploited him, but we would pick him up and be like, Hey, announce our band show. He's like, you know, (laughs) his acting is real because he cannot, he couldn't recite the lines. We're like, it's, it's Southern Ted. And he'd get it wrong every time. And I'm like, all right, whatever. But he was, he was nice, but I was just, yeah. Yeah, That seemed like a big put on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, he's still, I haven't, I haven't seen him in a while. Cause, uh, the, uh, we, it was actually the, the brother's dad and he passed. So, and you know, the band broke up on terrible circumstances. So we, we, that's how it goes, man. Sometimes bands break up. That's what happens. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll fight on a guy's tour bus. That's financing your album. That'll, that'll do it. I'm like, this is his house. We just disrespected his house. Dude, that's, yeah, that's crazy stuff. That music is a very, it's a hard road to hoe, man. It really is. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a difficult thing. You got to love it. I mean, if you could possibly make money doing anything else, you should probably go do it. That's what I tell everyone. If anyone ever asks me, like, should I start a band and stuff? I'm like, you, if they're even asking me, you probably don't, you probably shouldn't. Because, like, like I didn't ask anyone's permission to, to start a band or to do music. I was just like, I'm going to do this. This is all I love. All I love. Like I said, I got fired from every job from for talking and singing and, and just like I got fired from one job because on every lunch break, I took a guitar to a back broom closet that nobody was using. And I would just play guitar and lose track of time and just be playing guitar in a broom closet. And they were like, Brandon, it's been 45 minutes. I'm like, all right, cool. No problem. You know, there's no there's there's no there's no cars in the bays. Like we have no one here. We just relax. We're, we're good. And then, yeah. So, I mean, this. Yeah, it's, I, I, I was built for this crap. I love this. I love every, there's not, you know, my kids tease me because I like, well, I'll drive down the street and I'll hear music and I'll just like, I'll start crying, you know, like I, I'm just, yeah, you know, like I, I think John Wayne said it best. He's like, if a cowboy's tough enough, he can do anything he wants. And, uh, and I think that's how I feel about uh, uh, like crying when it comes to music that moves your heart, like really just tears you up, man. So I don't know. I, I, I think it's cool to cry at music, but and if they don't like it, they can fight me and watch me get beat up. I'll block all their punches with my face. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. funny. <laughs> but like when you first started singing, did you find yourself like like mimicking an artist? You know how like you kind of like and and like yeah. how did you break away from doing that? Because I've seen someone do that and it's it's an interesting thing to watch but I never really asked his perspective on like how you get away from, you know, mimicking well, your favorite artists. I, I think it was, was it John Mayer that says us, your art is you failing to uh, copy your idols. I think is what he said. John Mayer is incredible guitar player. Yeah. And I watched, a, I watched a video of people talking about uh, Hank Williams, who's my absolute hero. Like I think Hank Williams is one of the greatest like the most hardcore dude, there's no, there's no one more punk rock than Hank Williams. And that's a fact. You can look up his life. He's like, there's a lot of rumors that his mom was a madam and that he would like carry a razor blade and walk a prostitute's home. That was his first job when he was 11. And he, he broke guitars over people's heads because all the women were like winking at him and everything like that. He was the most punk rock dude. And he said that he loved Roy Acuff and he tried so hard to sound like Roy Acuff, who I love. Roy Acuff is great. 
And he says, and then Ernest Tubbs came along and he's trying so hard to sound like Ernest Tubbs. And he says, the mixture of those two things together is what Hank Williams sounds like. And if you go back and you watch Roy Acuff and Hank uh, and Ernest Tubbs and then put their voices next to Hank Williams, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I can hear Roy, Roy Acuff in his voice and I can hear Ernest Tubbs in his voice as well. But I, Randy, uh, uh, I, I grew up loving George Jones. George Jones, my mom, and Conway Twitty. My mom loved Conway Twitty. We played so much and a lot of gospel music. So I grew up uh, singing a lot of gospel music because I grew up, I started singing when I was like five. And so I started, we, I was trying to sound like uh, like Mahalia Jackson. She had a bunch of Mahalia Jackson albums. Uh, uh, so like, And so we had Mahalia Jackson and Hezekiah Walker, uh, you know, Alvin Slaughter, a lot of these incredible like black uh gospel singers and I grew up just singing nothing but that and we and we and the only thing else we listened to was country music and so my mom loved George Jones my mom loved Conway Twitty and then when uh Travis Tritt came along it was over it was over I tried to sound like George I tried to sound like George Jones and I tried to sound like Conway Twitty Conway Twitty is incredible like hello darling you know, not afraid to drop down low like a like a man you know <laughs> I, 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 I'm not making I shouldn't say that like I I really don't like when guys like uh, when they're like trying to get like up in the higher register, like ah, la, 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 la. and like I'm when you're like, bro, just that ain't how you talk. You know what I'm saying? It just God, it makes me mad. You know, I have a deeper voice, and I would feel like a, a hack. I'd feel like a like a complete, you know, phony if I if I was just like and everybody, you know, just I'd, and then you hear those dudes do that like. Anyways, I'd like to thank everyone for coming to the show. You're like, God, dude, stop it, bro. Are you about to describe? Dude, so I hated that crap ever. And that's what I absolutely loved about, uh, even when I was a little kid, I had a lower voice. And I loved Conway Twitty and Travis Tripp because they had these like, I can't hide the way I feel about you anymore. And like, it was just deep, like buttery. George Jones, too, man. I mean, there's if you ever hear... The Grand Tour by by George Jones and the way he just just the just oh the pain pain in his heart and you're like you that I couldn't you can't I don't know man I, I love that there's a lot of but there's a lot of great artists right now that are still keeping that alive there's a lot of just uh, awesome artists like I think uh, Chris Tableton if you if you ever have a chance to like I don't know you have I've actually saw you do this but the still when he was with the Steel Drivers. You know what I'm saying? Like when uh, Chris Stapleton was the steel drivers, dude, the incredible, incredible stuff like that. Just, I love deep timbres and voice and that just sound manly because I don't know, man, I just, I just really resonated with that. I just thought that was also absolutely wonderful. So those are the ones I, I did. And the way you get away from it, I think is you just, you gotta stop. You just kind of got to feel a pain in your heart where you're like, I kind of feel like a hack. I'm not trying to sound like him. You know what I'm saying? I, you got to start wondering, like, I don't, I, I love, I respect Travis Tritt too much to try to sound like Travis Tritt. I just do. I mean, I, I, I just, if I, I tell, I tell everyone that the whole reason I do country music is just to meet Travis Tritt. That's the whole reason I want to do it. I don't even, but I jokingly, of course, but like I, he's incredible, but at some point you got to be like, you got to find your own voice and you got to be who you are. But if I said the two people that really like influenced me the most, it was probably George Jones and uh, 
George Jones and Travis Tritt, probably the two ones that really like, where I was just like, you got to just love the tone and the timbre and the voice. And Chris Stapleton, probably a little bit more in my voice. I really like Chris Stapleton. Hey, and by the way, Patrick, thank you for saying such sweet things about my voice. Like the first time you reviewed my, my song, uh, I didn't cry. But, but I, I didn't. Uh, but you know what I mean? I'm like, I was like, I was like, that's the nicest thing that it, the, the, seriously, bro. It, like it warmed my heart, bro. Like when I, I really appreciate the words you said. And uh, this, this is, can be a very difficult job to do. Yeah. Like where, where there's very few like mountaintops, you know, it, it can be, you know, like every time I get on stage, it's a mountaintop for me. It really is. But when people appreciate your voice and what you're trying to say and the words that you write, I mean, I write all my own music. Uh, it's, it, it means something. It means something to me. I mean, I, I, I got to imagine it means something to other artists, but it means a, a, a damn lot to me, man. It means a whole bunch. So I really appreciate that. Like, all, I, I joke around a lot, but I mean that, man. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Like, I remember, like, the first time, like, I, I thought the name was cool. I was like, God, check these out. I like that. Yeah. And then I was like, wow, wow. You know? And then a lot of people were like, there was like, boom. It was like at first, like, everyone were like, we need more. And that, that was a cool yeah. moment because, like, and then, like, some people do, like, you guys did all the videos when are like, not a lot of bands would tag me back. And I was like, oh, this is cool. And, like, we were, like, going back and forth. And it was fun. It, I mean, still fun. It, I just remember, I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then, like, I, I know a lot of people uh, that, that are fans now of, of your voice and, yeah. and that. It's, it's, cause that's, that, that's what I, that I love. Cause, like, like I tell people, I was like, I haven't like, I've been doing like the, the vocal things for a while. Cause it's like been easy for me to do. Cause my buddy asked me to track guitars for just like 12 songs. So like the doing the vocal thing is just, it's real easy for me. Cause like, what I, you, you mean you singing? You no, singing? no, I, I, I play guitar. No, no. But you're saying what's the vocal thing? Oh, like you mean talking about like just I, reviewing people's vocals? Yeah. I just been doing like the vocal isolation oh, okay. videos. Cause that, that, that's been like, going like wildfires. I'm like, and it it was bringing more people in. And I I still try to do like two a day of like, you know, the Texas, Oklahoma, like the independent artists, which is really easy now because universals just want, see ya. (laughs) So it it, it, did that, that ruined some, a lot of accounts. I was just like, even the artists themselves, like the, all their videos are muted. I'm like, that is nuts. But, uh, I love doing like it, you know, the, the people that aren't signed and independent, but they're just as good. It's just, it's, it's weird. It's just like, they just need, you just need that moment of somebody yeah. hearing it and just putting it out there. And like, for a while I had that, like that, that algo was like, I could do a thing and it would have 60,000 views and people were like, dude, this is great. This is awesome. Thank you. Thank you. And then like, they kind of were like, Oh, we're doing 20% off of all promo code policy now. And I'm like, well, no, I don't, how about 100 percent off like before like yeah i'm not chasing that dragon <laughs> so and then it came back and uh doing like a short cool thing that people like to hear boost the video back so that's how mm-hmm. i've been i've been doing that try to still do it but like yeah it's it's been fun and then like you get to find and you do like you 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 kind of become friends you know what i mean even though like we've never met or anything like I'd buy a beer. I'd yeah, buy a beer I do. I, it's I'd funny. People are like, these podcasts, don't, don't, you, don't you get worried? I'm like, I've never had an awkward one. I was like, mm. I said, it's, it's it's been great. Like, I've never, 
everybody I've I've met from that recognized me from TikTok that an artist has been nothing but like cool because like and, and it was especially when it, it was funny like for a while no one no one knew I, I could play guitar so I was like I have to put that out there I was like yeah. you never know like somebody might be like hey <laughs> like like yeah dude. like I, I tell people like um, and when I'm like if you're a guitar player and you're going to a show I said have strings have a string winder and if you're a guitar player that band breaks be like hey man even if they don't want you to change their strings they're gonna be like i i dude if someone was like hey i'll change your string, psh, are you kidding me like one of the coolest things i've ever seen this guy had a girlfriend it was like yeah you know that's my boyfriend that's my man i'm like okay cool 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 and then he broke a string he handed it to her in the crowd she changed it on a bar stool and gave it back to him and i was like i'm taking her <laughs> like, yeah but even um if there was a fan yeah. that had like a pack of strings and a winder and I got you, I'm like, mm-hmm. that's freaking dope. It, it, I never even thought about that. I would do, I would love that. Yeah. That, I, like when people are like, how do you, how do you meet artists? I'm like, you got to do like stuff that nobody else does. Don't, don't yeah. wait at their bus. I said, you want to, you can do that. That's last resort, you know, but yeah. doing stuff like that. If you want to meet your guitar player, research, find his endorsements. He may not use those strings, but just this, Hey, Hey, you know, I got you. Brother. I got you, man. Yeah, yeah, even if they have a manager do it, I would be like Dude. you. I appreciate you. Let's and that—that's little stuff like that. But yeah. uh, I had one time at a show. I had a, like six girls. Uh, this is in Wyoming. Like show up and they had made their own shirts with a band name. Unless before I had even had merch, and they just like they're just like we just like we just like a fan club. Bro, you understand how that, like, what that did to me? Like, you, I, I'm an emotional fella. I ain't gonna lie to you. I mean, you probably noticed it. Um, but like, I was, I was tore up. I was like, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. I, I, I don't, I don't think a lot of people know how much influence you have over your the, your favorite artist. Like, the, sometimes, like, I, I have people that, like, right now, they they send me texts like, hey, Brandon, I'm listening to this song today. It's incredible. I still love it. This is great. When is this coming out? I'm like, that crap keeps you going because it sure ain't the money that's keeping me going. I, I don't make, I don't make any money man uh you know i have a very understanding wife that that's that's pretty much it i'm like but i that i love this stuff like that stuff like that means something to me i think music is more than ever is about connection with the crowd and being out there when i'm not on the road i feel like oh i feel horrible i feel like i just i feel like i'm sick or something like that because i want to be right there with the fans i want someone to get up another thing too that i do all the time if people want to sing especially my song and like we know the song come on up sing it i don't care you don't care if you let your own pitch or whatever just just let's have fun you know let's have a good time i mean i think that's awesome i see a lot more of like big bands doing that too like you want to play the lead go ahead play the lead this is about you anyway i dude i think that is such a so smart i hope it's not just a marketing thing though i hope it's literally because they truly like and I think a lot of them do that. They really do understand that it is all about the the artists. I uh, saw all about the uh, fans out there. I think there's a lot to be said about that stuff. So, I mean, I think that's one of the coolest things ever. Yeah. When I'm playing stadiums, that's what I'm doing. So yeah. When a, a couple of times at, we used to play like campsites and that's it, not a lot of, you know, kids don't come to the bar and we were playing mm-hmm. some bars and venues and we were playing in RV park and there was this kid playing air guitar and I was like, here, come here. And he was like, okay. And I, I took my guitar off and I put it on him, you know? And he, dude, he, he, <laughs> he was acting like he was playing. It was so cool. And yeah. uh, his dad came yeah. over and he was like, dude, he's never going to forget that. And I was like, I, dude, yeah. 
I was like, when I used to play guitar in my house, I'd get, shut up, Jimmy. <laughs> like, I wasn't allowed to play. I'm like, really? And like, oh, dude, you, you know, like, I, I'd be at like Christmas with my, with my guitar and they'd be like, yeah, yeah, turn that down. We're going to watch this Irish dancing over here. And it's just, just like, yeah. <laughs> River dance strikes again. Yeah. <laughs> I, and my uncle was like, man, I'll never forget the time you go, but she sucks. And I was like, oh, don't tell her that. <laughs> so I felt, he's like, I can't believe you said that at the time. And I was like, man, come on. Let's get, let's get down the brass tacks here. Let's call a spade a spade. All right? let's call it. I have a crazy story about that. It's like the first time ever I, I remember, I remember it. So my mom, like growing up in Louisiana is like 20 years behind everywhere else in America. I love it. Um, and I remember having my hand on my uh, mom's driver's seat and we were in, a, in my, in my mom's gremlin. She had a yellow gremlin. I had my hand on uh, the, her seat and my uncle was sitting in the passenger seat. And I was like, I remember I was like holding on to both the seats, no seatbelt, just standing up in the car, being like four years old and just singing, like, not like, 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 you're just going crazy. And this is like probably five minutes of this. And my uncle goes, God in heaven, Brandon, shut (laughs) up. You're singing right in my ear. And I remember I almost flew into the windshield because my mom hit, she hit the brake and she whipped over to the side and she held me. And she just starts yelling at my uncle. She's like, my baby wants to sing. He's going to sing. I love his voice. I think he has one of the best voices in the whole world. You swear to God, if you ever tell him that again, I'll whip your... You don't know this, but I'm doing a great impression of my mom right now. I swear to God, Douglas, I'll kick you out this car. And like, and so, dude, seriously. And she was like, and I remember that. I remember that being like... And I got up and I started looking at him and just singing more. Like, <laughs> Because, dude, I was an honorary kid. I'm still an honorary kid. But, uh, but no, man, I think about that. Like, I, I don't know where I'd be if I didn't, if my mom hadn't said that. I'm thinking about that all the time, actually. So, yeah, it's funny. It's like when people were like, "How do you grow up with no country music?" And I'm like, "I'll tell you." I was like, for the high school talent show, I asked my dad. I said, uh, "Hey, Dad, what song should you think we should play?" And he goes, uh, "The Dope Show" by Marilyn Manson. I said, "The Dope Show." Do you just want me to get suspended every month? <laughs> I'm like, Dad, Marilyn Manson. And he's like, it's got a good Dad listen to Marilyn Manson. Oh, that that he he loved that song. He he loved Leonard Skinner. Okay. Like he he went to the funerals. Like <laughs> what? Yeah. That's I, hardcore. That's awesome. I don't know if he see like I don't know if he watches this. Like he got I think I don't know. He was trying to it's like trying to like You don't know if your dad watches your show. Oh no, I know You're he like, doesn't, but some of them tell him. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, Patrick's talking about the time you got caught buying peyote. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he That's made awesome. it. He either did or didn't. I don't know. This yeah, but he, you cannot play a Leonard Skinner cover in my house. I remember someone like, oh, you like Leonard Skinner? Here's here's Shine Down, Superman. Turn it off. That's my oh right. My and like for some reason, like sometimes Led Zeppelin. He's made like my friends cry. I'd be like, dude, just don't touch the radio. Like, you know, like they'd be like, oh, check it out. That's just fair in general. (laughs) Don't touch an old Delaware boy's radio. I just seemed like a natural thing to know. Don't do that at all. Really. I I touched his with a number two pencil when I was little. Like, nice Sirwin Vegas. This went (laughs) I don't know why. 
And he, I don't know why you're still here, Patrick. Yeah, this is, I thought he, you'd be dead by now. Yeah, that's what he said. Because I, I if he would do a live, everyone would, he, they would kind of understand. Because I remember being like, how can we never listen to this? And he was like, because it's my FM radio. I'm like, all right. That, it's kind of like how it was. And I, yeah. And my mom, they, it's, what's crazy is I'm, I'm sitting down with my dad and he's like, he's still, he didn't understand. He's like, so what do you do? I'm like, I just listen to music. And I, he goes, what's the big deal? I'm like, I never listened to it. And it's like really popular. And he goes, well, let's check it out. And I'm like, I remember him listening to, uh, uh, uncle Lucius keep the wolves away. Oh, yeah, and he was like, this is a good song, man. And I was like, yeah. And then with Shane Smith and the Saints, he goes, oh, that's good. He goes, and this this is like people I can see now, not what this Leonard Skinner calling themselves today. You know, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, th- th- these are the guys. And I said, and he's like, well, how come they don't have this on radio? I'm like, exactly, Dad. I said, if this question. was on the radio, I would, it, 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 it the, the channel would never exist. Because all the stuff I heard was like tailgates, beer, dogs, truck, you know, and everything. Like, yeah, like oh, I don't hate it. I mean, it's just it gets old after a while. Yeah. I, 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 there's there's people. There's a good way to do stuff like that, and there's a bad way to do stuff. Like I'm like I'm not in that camp. They were like anything out of Nashville sucks. I, I'm I don't definitely. I'm not saying that's how you are either. But like I I understand why people don't much care for that. But they're so like I have a good friend uh, named John and. He would like he was just, he grew up like same thing with Pantera and I grew up with like Metallica all that stuff like that and I'm like man you would love country music and he's like I hate country music absolutely hate it and I would be like for years I'd be like listen to this listen to this listen to this and he'd be like no 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 and then finally as you get older you're just like oh. he's like holy shit this is great I'm like I know right the first time oh, like Old Crow Medicine Show uh, if you ever watch uh, they're incredible um, that's when I first started got got him in on things and then also. Uh, Devil Makes Three. I don't know if you know ver- the Devil Makes Three. Yeah, what is that? They number thirteen. They old, do. old number seven. Old number seven. Yeah. Uh, Why did I say thirteen? Yeah, it's, it's okay, man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a you, yeah, it's whiskey. You, you got you're close. Yeah. I'm sure there's a thirteenth batch of Jack Daniels. Whatever. Yeah, that's fine. I'm sure. I don't know. That's weird because I was I was good friends with Jack for a very long time, but we don't talk anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah we, I get that, man. I get that. Yeah, just calling him Jack, man. Because, like, when you know him like you used to, you know, yeah. it's, it's just Jack. It's just Jack. You know? Yeah, I didn't. We're on first name basis. Yeah, 20, yeah. 20. Jack Daniels is garbage, by the way. I absolutely, like, hot take. Jack Daniels is undrinkable. Like, like the people drink that crap, and they're like, because, and I, and I, everyone at the country show, when you come in and, and you come see Howard County and you want to buy me a whiskey, I, I'm right there with you. I'm very, very grateful for it. But I, if you buy Jack Daniels, it's just not my cup of tea. Our Southern comfort, because I love myself. Um, but like, <laughs> I'm and my morning. <laughs> yeah, the stop the shakes. But the the <laughs> no, the the, the uh, did, uh, Jack Daniels is undrinkable to me. I just, I just, you know, I don't know. just that's that's impressive. You you must have like a constitution of steel to drink Jack Daniels, man. That was like. Whew. That's hard. That's hard living right there, bud. Yeah, uh, I, I got fancy and did Crown for a little bit too. <laughs> I was like, maybe, maybe, maybe Crown Apple. Oh maybe no! Crown apple. <laughs> oh, that sounds rough too. Oh my god, yeah, I, I, good actually. I don't like Crown. I left my friend the duty of getting uh, some beverages for. Uh, we were doing a festival, and he showed up with that Bush Apple or something. I'm like, okay, hold on, like Bush what? Apple. All right, but listen. It's all right. It's it's refreshing, man. Bush Apple. You don't like it? You didn't like it, huh? I didn't even drink it. I was like, you had one job, and I 
I went out. <laughs> you okay? So you missed out. I'm right, like, I'm very brand I'm loyal. You it was good. I'm not a big beer guy, and that Bush Apple is pretty damn good, buddy. Uh, yeah, I, yeah I'm, I'm definitely a whiskey guy. I like I like whiskey. You know, like a big big uh, big whiskey guy. So yeah, but I don't like. No, I'm not a big beer guy. I'm just not my thing. But see, oh man, if if I drink whiskey, I'll wake up and I'll have to hire my dog. I like listen for treats. Find out where I threw up because I won't remember. But I could tell by my throat. And I'm like, man, I got sick. I don't know Something where. Happened. Something happened. Something happened. Yeah. See, that's what I will say. This like hangovers used to be horrific when they would drink cheap oh. stuff. So the, the the cheaper the stuff is, dude, it's just it's it might as well be rubbing alcohol. Or I mean, that stuff is god awful. It just goes straight straight hobo and drink like Crystal Palace brunettes. <laughs> oh, you, 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 it, it, it gets you there. <laughs> Like you'll hook up with a girl and leave and you'll be halfway home. You'd be like, no man, that just left my own house. <laughs> no and it's like four days later. That stuff, is, that stuff, sticks, that stuff sticks with you, man. That stuff ain't good for you, bro. That stuff I, will make you like, forget who you were. It, who it, you are, what age it, you are. Lord. It, 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 it puts me in a DeLorean. I, I time travel. I lose just time. Absolutely. Just, Absolutely. That's, I, so I'm a, I've, I have been starting to drink a lot more uh, uh, whiskey. Uh, if you ever, there's a thing called Spirit Hound in uh, in Col- out of Colorado. They're incredible whiskey. But I've been drinking a lot of tequila too. And tequila is the same situation where if you drink garbage tequila, you might as well be dead. Like yeah. I will, I, but you can't drink garbage. You have to drink really good tequila. And I have zero hangover with with tequila, zero. And I'm I'm a pretty lightweight. I'm. I'm I, I, I'm mainly Native American. When I drink, I get I get hung over like crazy. And tequila is the only thing where I don't get like absolutely demolished. And when some whiskeys, if it's really quality whiskey, I don't get I don't get hung hung over that bad. Yeah, not anymore. So yeah, I'm, I'm a Miller Latte. I don't <laughs> I don't stray away. Miller, Miller Light's pretty good. Coors Light's pretty good, too. It's, it's okay. You know what's actually really good that I can't find anywhere now in Texas is Stroh's. Do you know what Stroh's is? Stroh's. Stroh's beer. It's actually really good. That's the, that's the only beer where I'm like, this is a cheap-ass beer where I'm like, this is damn good. I don't think this, I'm sorry. I don't know. There's a little something for people to Google while they're, while they're, watch, while they're yeah. watching this. Uh, I know Stroh's. What's that? I know Trogues, but not Stroh's. It's got a little, it's a blue can, dark blue can with a lion that's doing this. I'll do it again for you. It's like, actually, this. <laughs> so, it right? Bring it's down like that, that nitney. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot <laughs> to pet your beard. <laughs> you didn't get one. It's okay. It's okay. I got beard oil in, man. Do you see this stuff? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I thought it was tinsel. It's got a little, little, little shine. I got a shine about it, brother. Look at this stuff. Just for you, Patrick. That's why I did it, man. I'm just going to, you know, a little roll them up like that. Just for you, buddy. It's going to hipster. I'll get you a monocle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm get myself some, uh, some, uh, some uh, what do you call them? Some cardigans or maybe some, some uh, those, what are those sports coats with the patches right here? Just, I don't just know, like a blazer like or I don't know. literature. Or read like the Bell Jar Diaries, like just to be ironic, or I don't know, man. I don't know what hipsters do anymore. Oh my god! Not I, I, I went to a hipster bar once on accident. I was just, I went went to a Christmas party, and uh, it was 
my girlfriend at the time was a vet tech, but the veterinarians, the doctors were like, we'll treat you to dinner. So we got there early and made the mistake of like getting two drinks. And they're like, that'll be $54. And I was like, Oh, um, let me go on Yelp and hit, you know, the one money sign. And we went to the bar and had like a dive bar and we walked in, we, you know, I had a suit on, she had a nice, nice dress. And I was like, Oh no, hipsters. So they were playing, they were playing like this music. And I guess they were like, I ordered a Miller Lite and they're like, oh, and she ordered something. They're like, oh, God, God. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, we do not fit this scene. This is great. So I guess to like get us out of there, they put on death metal and they happened to put on my favorite song by obituary. And I was like, you know, in my suit, I was like, yes. And I'm like singing and I'm like, come on, sing it. You put it on. What are you, a poser? And they're like. They didn't know what to think. I loved it. I knew the I knew the drums. It has like a great a great drum mix, and I was like, yes. And uh, my girlfriend's like, stop, stop. Everyone's mad at us. And I said, no, they were trying to flush us out. Now we're yeah. staying. <laughs> you know, here comes here comes my my picks. No, I hope you like Dream Theater because this song is fifty four minutes long. <laughs> so you know, so you, you, do you know a band called Sleep? Sleep. Yeah. Sleep. Just, just sleep, not sleep token. No, nah, I don't. Just no, nah. dude. That's like uh, so. Devil Makes Three. That's one of their favorite bands, and I like. I listen to them, and it's mainly like, dude. That's like heavy stuff, but it's like all. If there's no lyrics to it, it's just like crazy heavy. I, oh my gosh! I, I just. I don't. I think it may. I hope I'm saying that right. I might be. I think it's just sleep. As I understand, it, it's just sleep because I listen to it every once in a while. Man, it's really good. I work out with it and stuff, so I like that stuff. But yeah. And yeah. sea shanties. I've been working out with sea shanties. That's really big, big thing that I've been doing. That's 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 pretty poser bullshit. That's like that's some <laughs> that's some that's poser stuff right there. Like that's hipster shit right there. You know, like do some like whoa, whoa. <laughs> just like stupid. <laughs> I think it's great though. But you know, what are you gonna do? I like weird shit though. Like I like barrister stuff. So yeah, it's funny. Is like not a lot of people know, like I haven't listened to it in a while, but I used to love reggae. Like dance hall, and my buddy he had a he had a a nice car, and we would just this close to us being friends. This close to us being friends. I cannot stand reggae. No, it's just oh gosh, like ooh, ooh, ooh. And you know what's like, funny? I never, I never got into Bob Marley. And people are like, oh, you like reggae? And they put on Bob Marley, and I'm like, eh. you know, even though he did, he did live in Wilmington, Delaware. Yeah, but I just. Like, cause it is, it's that, uh, D chord. They're just riding on it, man. Yeah. And that's, and that's okay. Like, and it's okay in small doses and stuff like that. But like, I just, I tried, that's one of the things I've tried really hard to get into it. And I'm just, it just, it ain't my cup of tea. And I like all kinds of music except polka and okay. reggae is just one of those. I'm just like, uh, how about ska? Polka. It's kind of like reggae like on ska. meth. You know, like Operation Ivy. I love that crap like that. So, like, in, so in high school, Dude, yeah, yeah. So like Screeching in weasel. high school. Yeah, so this is a crazy. So you should listen to like, we got a new album coming out this weekend. Uh sorry, this on oh, Friday. This Friday we got it. And it has a song there called Save Me Emma. And it's based off of uh, I used to I, I had never heard of punk music before. But when I was in Louisiana, my dad got a job in Kansas City. So I was like 13 years old and we moved from uh 
uh, from Lake Charles, Louisiana to Kansas City. Never been outside of Lake Charles. Never been outside of Louisiana. Uh, maybe a couple times in Georgia just to see family and stuff. But that was even deeper in the sticks. Um, so never been in a metropolitan place at all. Uh, went up there and there was punk everywhere. Punk music was humongous. Uh, and so like I, it, it was nuts. So I, I started getting into like punk music for the very first time. And, you know, I was like, you know, I'm wearing Wranglers and stuff like that and listening to like punk music, like with hanging around all these punk kids that have like, you know, patches all over themselves and spikes and crap like that. And I'm over here wearing like, you know, really nice pressed Wranglers, like with the crease in the front <laughs> and, and, you know, I'm wearing, I'm wearing like a John Deere shirt and stuff like that. And, or maybe just like a, like, a, like, you know, whatever. And uh, I never like I never started dressing like that because I'm just like this is who I am. This is who I am. I like it, but I love that music. I, the same thing too. Like Rancid, like Rancid uh, started listening to a lot of them too. Uh, Operation Ivy, uh, uh, they were absolutely awesome. Um, I'm a huge Dead Milkman fan. Do you know the Dead Milkman? That sounds so familiar, dude. I- they're inappropriate music it's like they have horrible like the, the the most inappropriate lyrics you've ever heard in your entire life it's i'm not even joking it's great and uh uh you should look them up the dead milkmen are crazy but like i love the dead milkmen i love rancid dead kennedy's all of those stuff i started listening to that stuff and that's a big influence too on my music and stuff like that so that's what the song save me emma's about it's about falling in love with a punk rock chick uh who ended up dating and everything like that and being a country boy listening to punk rock and stuff like that and i Punk rock's the same situation. If you love punk music, you were on a crash course for country music because especially like the Johnny Paycheck, you know, uh, where it's just like, take this job and like hatred for the man, not trusting government and all that stuff like that. That's so punk themed. And it's so like, you should just like F you. And like, I don't give a crap. You know, just that is, that is, I'm like, that's country music. I'm telling yeah. you. And I would try to tell those, I'm like, dude, you would love this country music and stuff like that. And then I actually had a, a bunch of people that didn't like country music. I all started listening to like John Prine and stuff like that. And, 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 uh, uh, dude, a bunch of like Steve Earle and all these other great bands. Cause I'm like, dude, if you are all about like, screw the man, these are your guys. These are like Johnny paycheck, all this stuff like that. And so I actually got a lot of guys that like, didn't have any like love whatsoever for country music. I'm like, you gotta listen to this country music and stuff like that. And I don't know, man, I heart worn hard way. Dude, that's a great, that's a great show. But yeah, man, it's all about that stuff. Yeah. Like, uh, I have said that I was like, man, that was like really punk rock. Cause a lot of the songs, like, yeah, they're like real short to the point, and it's just like, yeah, 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 just the, Dude, the message. Like, so, so I, I heard this rumor uh, that so my last name's Howard. Like they they say that Harlan Howard is is uh, a third cousin of mine. He was, wrote all these number one hits uh, in country music and stuff like that. I think fifty of them. Um, I never met him, so I, I don't know. That's just like a, a rumor that like, hey, the, your cousin's blah blah blah. Like I've never met him, and I've never met that side of the family, but. Uh, he said this quote, he says that country music is just three chords in the truth. And he's the, he's the one credited with saying that. And um, so when I would write songs, I'm like, let's see if I can push that to two chords. Like, let's, <laughs> see, let's, let's see if I can just get two chords in there and stuff like that. And, listen, and I love blues as well. So like that, that blues is just two chords and just like a lot of lead and stuff like that, which I love. So yeah, anything like that. That's what they, I mean. Blues. It's the same thing over and over again. It's, yeah oh yeah like one of my favorite guitar players uh uh stevie ray vaughn oh yeah he's and, insane he's yeah. in fort worth he's a fort worth between uh, uh arlington area like uh, fort worth and uh dallas where i live 
I live in, like I live in Burleson, Texas, and like he's not far from us, like twenty miles from where we are. He's where he grew up, and also great. A uh, uh, little further south is Lightning Hopkins. Lightning Hopkins is one of the most underrated guitar players of all time. They're quintessential cool. There's no one cooler than Lightning Hopkins, and if you say otherwise, I'll fight you because he's <laughs> incredible. He's like the best thing ever, and he's right down the street, and no one's heard of Lightning Hopkins, and he's literally. Just south of uh, of uh, Waco, man, he's incredible, and he's one of my favorite blue guys of blues guys of ever. Albert King's from here. Steve Ray Vaughn, uh, Steve Ray Vaughn's from uh, from this area in Texas. We have such a rich history of of, of blues. Uh, um, Ray Wiley Hubbard is country and blues mixed together, but yeah. he's uh, you know, it's just like every awesome thing is in this area. So I mean, I just I'm I'm I'm, I'm so blessed to live in this area right now. Honestly, just steeped in music. Yeah, yeah. I actually, I I went to Fort Worth. I finally went to Texas. I went to Highway Thirty at, at Texas oh, Speedway. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, yeah, Ray Ray Wiley. However, he was there. I got to hear uh, Snake Farm. Dude, he's so good. <laughs> he's so badass. That's another guy where like he changed my life. I remember eighteen years old when I first heard Wiley, Ray Wiley Hubbard changed my daggum life like he's just incredible I, I i love him so much man the way he writes this the the, the it's, it's, it's je ne sais quoi about him that i just don't i just i don't know what it is about him that i think is so damn cool and uh, he just and he doesn't give a he doesn't give a shit he'll just put anything in a song and it sounds cool i i just i mean you know i write a lot I like i write all my own music and I try so hard to be Ray Wiley Hubbard when it comes to writing because he is so just he's out there and then cool at the same time. And I don't know, man, I, uh, I'm one of these days when I meet him. It's going to be great. Yeah. It, I mean, I probably I probably could have met him at Highway 30, but I, I don't think I ran into him. I I mean, I, I tried to meet everybody, but I, yeah, I yeah, I, I only missed like a couple of people. But yeah, Gordy, Gordy was great to me. He, he kept saying, I know you. And I thought he was going to like yell at me. I'm like, I didn't do anything. He's like, you're that guy. And I'm like, Gordy, I didn't do anything. And he was like, you're the country first metal guy. I've been trying to get in touch with you. And I'm like, well, I'm right here. And he pulled me in and he gave me, he gave me uh stage crew access. He goes, he goes, go, go wherever you want. And I turned around. I had no idea where I was going. It was like in between like a tractor trailer. And I was like, just turn a corner and I look over or someone goes, Hey man, what's up? And I look over, it's Cody Canada. And I was like, yo, hey, what's up Cody? Oh. And uh, Tanner Russell was there. And uh, oh yeah, he's great. Man. Yeah. Dude, it was cool. Is uh, waves in April, his, uh, his son's band, they were there. And Cody was like, Hey man, can I get a picture of you guys? And I was like, you want to, you want to take a picture? I let it happen dude i i I love that like seeing him like rock out and then having him side stage watching his kids you know what i mean like it's cool to to, like see that like it's just not that i didn't ever have that but like like you need that like the support system because you're like right now Huh? You didn't have that. Like your dad was like, "Whatever, <laughs> stop playing that damn guitar. Pick up that football." He's yeah. like, "You don't, you don't play football, dude." Yeah, that's I understand that stuff. Yeah, he he wanted me to be a baseball player, and I no, I don't have, I don't have the temperament, the patience. I don't like it. I don't. I do. Yeah, and football. It was like, oh, Patrick, what? that feels good saying. Doesn't it, doesn't it feel good saying that? <laughs> yeah. I don't like it. 
How's that, Dad? I don't <laughs> like it. I don't like I it. Like guitars. Yeah, like, but the guitars are cool though. Like, why wouldn't your dad like be like, my son plays guitar? What's your son do? I'll fight you right now. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's like there's a coolness when it comes to playing guitar. It's cool as shit to be a baseball player and everything like that. But it's also cool to play guitar. I, I think so, anyways. I hope yeah. so. I've been wasting my life. Base- baseball <laughs> players make a lot of money though. But uh, I, I said I said all the time, man. Like musicians make. No money, or they make a ton of money. It's very rare. Like, and you'll catch these guys that make like they make like a decent living and stuff like that. That grind, but those dudes grind and grind and grind. But like, you make a good amount of money, or you make nothing. And like right now, I'm making nothing. But God, by God's good grace, someday I'll be like on the on the main stage and everything like that. And I'll, I'll play the Grand Ole Opry. I'll, I'm going to be famous. Uh, not for famous sake, but because I really truly believe in the music I make. I really truly believe that I put out a good lack of a better way to this sounds crass saying this, but I put out a good product. I, I like the way I, my voice is and I like the music I write. Yeah. So I I mean I think I'm succeeding already. I just don't have that like monetary success yet, which is, you know, it, it is what it is. I think it's it's either gonna come or I'm gonna be like ninety years old like playing guitar on the street corner, which I'm okay with too, because I think that's winning as well. I'm never gonna not be a musician. I'm gonna, never gonna be anything else. If I gotta play on the street corner for the rest of my life and that's all I do and you know, I, I die and people discover my music after I'm dead. All right. That's what it is. I, I I am that determined when it comes to this because I truly believe in what I'm doing. And if anyone doesn't like it, fuck you. I don't care. Like, I mean, I, I really don't, man. I, there's, I'm for the first time in my life, I'm actually in that place in my heart where like, I honestly believe in what I'm doing. I believe in every note that I play. I believe in, I think I got one of the greatest bands in the entire world and I love the music I play and I love how I play it. And Maybe maybe you love it. Maybe you don't. But you got, you're going to get me. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be who I am in front of you. And I ain't going to lie to you. And, uh, and it, you know, maybe you like that. Maybe you don't like that. But I'm going to be honest with you and, and let you know who I am. So, And a lot of people don't like that. People don't like that. They want you to play the game and stuff. And I understand that. Hell, I, I've been tempted to play the game myself a little bit. But, I, I you know, there's a, there's a Latin phrase I really love. It's uh, no se te epsum. And it means know yourself, know who you are. And yeah, nobody can, nobody can be Brandon Howard. No one can be Howard County. I'm, I'm, I'm Howard County. You know, that's yeah. who I am. And and, uh, and it's going to be, you're going to love it or hate it. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I'm, 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 I'm proud of who I am for, you know, I really am. I'm, that's, that might sound stupid or something like that. I, as I'm saying it, I kind of feel weird saying it, but I do feel proud of my music. I feel proud of who I am. I'm proud of what I'm doing. And I'm, I think I do a damn good job of it, and, I, and I'm going to keep doing it. And if people don't like it, God bless you. And if people love it, God bless you. I, I really do. I, I, but I'm not going to – I really am glad of who I am. I'm glad of where I am. I'm glad of what, what I'm doing. And I'm glad to be here, man. Patrick, thank you so much for having me on your show, bro. I, I, I'm not even joking, dude. I love this shit. I love talking music with people that love music. Yeah. That's that's You so rarely get to do that because I'm such a damn nerd when it comes to like, you know, I don't care about sports at all. People are like, did you see the game last night? I'm like, no. Honestly, yeah. No, I'm a grown man. I'm a grown man. I actually <laughs> I play guitar all the time. Yeah. That's what I've been I playing guitar last I don't give a damn about your stupid, oh, did one guy touch the other guy and fall on the ground? I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about me. I don't care about sports. I don't care about like the, like the, uh, the, the Star Wars, I mean, like, I mean, not not knocking on sports or Star Wars, something like that. But I am, have a specialized love, and it's music. I, and my poor wife, she'll 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 be like, 
I'll be like, well, now you hear this part in the song? Listen right here. You hear that? Uh-huh. That was actually his cousin came in. There was an accident. He didn't mean <laughs> to put that on the album. But they kept it in because they thought it sounded. And she's like, could we just, could we just listen to this? Could we just shh? And that's how I that's how I listen to music and stuff like that. So it's really good to be on 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 with someone that actually loves it like that. So and you do you, you love it like that? And I can tell. Yeah, yeah. If if I could do it for a living, I'd definitely. I think you're going to man. You're damn close to it now. You know, yeah, you're I, doing this stuff. I can tell you the time. Like what scared me out of music was um, my buddy was managing a band. They they were signed. They had a song on a video game, like a need for speed game. They had a song in, in a, in a soundtrack and they were doing great. And I remember walking into the mall and I was like, man, this guy's gotta be hot. It's hot outside. Why is he wearing like a turtleneck long sleeves sweater? And he's stacking pants at Banana Republic. And he turns around and I'm like, dusty, what are you doing? Why are you wearing a sweater? He goes, I can't have tattoos showing and he's all tatted up what well, he used to be but uh and i'm like what are you doing what, what, what happened to the band he goes nah we broke up and and i was just like what and i'm like dude that's and i was like but he had all these this this these things going i'm like he goes dude it's all over and i was like dude that's terrible and then i saw one of my favorite bands that was and they were outside like Hey man, we just want to get peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. If, if anything, you can contribute with a Folgers coffee cup. Like, it, it, we're serious. It's just for bread, peanut butter and jelly. And I was like, "Wait, what?" And they're like, "No, like we we put everything in the record. We all we owe the money back to the record company." He's like, "Did everything yeah. we make off of it? It doesn't go to us." He goes, "Is you know that's when I started finding out about you know record deals and that side of it, and." Yeah. uh it did. brutal, man. It, it's brutal. Yeah, it that 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 scared me, but it is fun. Well, it's it was nuts. As my buddy was asking me, he goes, "Hey, do you know anybody in like the music industry?" My buddy Dusty, he he recently, I don't know how he died, but he passed. But I was saying something, and he goes, "Do you know anybody in the industry?" I said, "My buddy calls Slash Boss. He works for Slash," and he was like, "Really?" And I showed him his uh his Facebook. And he's like, he goes, that's the dude from Pantera. That's Lars Ulrich. And he's like, that's Dolly Parton. He's like, that's Slash. And he was working with all these huge names. And he's like, dude, how good of a friend with you? And I I was like, look, there's this little group of friends that meets every year. He's part of the group. group. There's like seven of us, and I'm in it. I said, I was pretty tight with him. I said, when I I decided, like, I was like, you know what? No girls talk to me because I have long hair and all I wear is leather jackets and Slayer. I gave all my Slayer shirts to him, all my metal shirts. So, and he would still wear. I'd see, I'd still see him around every once in a while wearing, uh, wearing the shirts. But like, yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm cool with him. And that day when I went on Messenger, I saw all the Facebook posts on his. That's just rest in peace, Dusty. I was like, what? I was like, that day. I was like, it was nuts. But, but he just went out swinging. I love it, man. I, yeah, cool. I don't know. I don't. That was during like I don't know if it was COVID or, but yeah, like, but he he found a way to get back into. Uh, I, I think he was doing uh, just merch and stuff, and he finally found a way to make music. But like seeing like that side of it, and then when you find out about like sunset clauses, like even if you leave the label, they still own. You have to like buy it back, and I was just like, man, this is just this is not what 
I just want to play, but I also don't want to get tricked signing something when it, you know, like, ah, it's, it's hard. It's very, it's very difficult. I mean, I forget who said it. Uh, I can't can't remember, but there was, there was a, it was a, it was a metal band. It was the lead singer of the metal band. He goes, all I've ever wanted, here's his great quote. He says, all I've ever wanted to be was a musician. Turns out I'm a t-shirt salesman. And I'm like, and I'm like, that's, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's kind of crazy that that's the, like the only way you can really make money now. Well, I mean, a lot of guys only make money that way and stuff like that, but I mean, it's definitely a love. This is a love thing. You know what I mean? It's, it's, do you love it or, or don't you? You know what I mean? And I think there's a lot of people that are just, I don't believe, I, 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 I've told this before, but you know when I started getting, Patrick, you know when I got into music? You know when I really gave this my all and went into it? I mean, I was I was working as a welder. I make it roll up my sleeves and show you all the scars all about my thing from being a, a welder. Uh-huh. And uh, I, I was working there. I ended up donating a kidney to a lady. But uh, the reason I, that's the reason I stopped welding is because I was getting so many headaches. I was throwing up constantly from the flashing light of welding. Yeah. And I would be like, you know, 12 hours a day under the hood and everything like that. And I'd, be, I'd go throw up, come back in, you know, and just and keep welding and stuff like that. And I loved welding and I was going to be content being a welder for the rest of my life and forget about music, you know, and that was going to be it. And then I started getting these massive headaches and then, so I like I had this opportunity to, to this lady needed a kidney. So I donated a kidney to her uh, in Denver and uh, all the headaches stopped. And it turned out that like, I, when I told the doctor that he's like, I think you have something going on with the actual welding that's causing these headaches. It's Cause I was out of work for like six months. And so as soon as I got back to welding, I started doing it again. And I was like, and, and like vomiting, like, like that guy could not, I would get so sick from welding and I loved welding. I thought it was absolutely great. And uh, so I was sitting at home holding my stomach the whole time. Cause I just had that kidney surgery. And I'm like, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I get so sick from welding and like there's, and I, and I just kept coming back to the only thing I've ever loved, loved was music. And so I ended up, turn on Netflix. I watched this documentary and there's this dude and they're talking about Napster and how Napster has upset the whole music industry and blah, 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 blah. And there was a spell on there and he was going, listen, we need perspective here when it comes to the soul. Like, yeah, it's true. You're not making a trillion dollars on like one artist anymore. He goes, but let me tell you what, and he had great perspective. I, I got to find this guy and like send him a thank you letter because this is exactly like when I knew I was a musician. He goes, look, being a musician used to be this. You would play on the street corner with your guitar, pray that got that guys throw you enough nickels that you can buy dinner tonight and hope that you don't get harassed by the cops. And you're playing in alleys. And if you're lucky, you get to play on a, on, on a stage or something like that. And that's your life. And he goes, maybe, maybe music goes back to that. And I, And in that moment, I literally went, I'd do it. I, I said it out loud. I, I, I'd never do this. I was watching the movie. I do it for that. I do it for nickels on the street corner. I would do it. I would do it if it meant, you know, no one ever knew my name, but I'm playing the music I want to play with my dobro on the side of the road, making my own music, doing what I want to do, singing my own songs. And if that means that's what my life is and I'm never a rich man, so be it. I'll do it. And when I, and that's what I was thinking in my mind. And when I said I do it for that, I literally went, I was like, oh shit, I, I would do it for that. Why would I say that out loud? Oh, that's because this is who I am. 
It's, it, you know, from the, there's a verse in the Bible that says, from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And that truly, that was a heart moment where I literally went, I do it for that. I do it for that. If that's all I ever got out of it and for the rest of my life was some nickels enough to buy dinner at night, I'd do it for that. And from then point on, I was like, no more bullshitting, no more messing around. This is me. This is what I do. And then I just got to writing, wrote 360 songs in the course of like seven years and just got after it, man. And I mean, it is what it is, dude. Like you, you got to love this or you got to, or, or you got to let it go. And I'm, I'm, I don't give a shit if I look if I look like a silly old man at seven years old trying to make it. I don't give a shit. This is what I am. It's what who I am. I mean, you wouldn't, you know. I, I like to think that if Michael Phelps gets too old to compete in the Olympics, that he would still go out and swim. You know, maybe yeah. I, I would. I hope that's that's the case. But because I'm going to do this forever, I'm going to do this. I don't care what I look like. If it's cool, if it's not cool, I don't care. I, this is this is who I am. This is what I do. I'm a musician. I'm a singer. I'm gonna bear my soul out, and until until it's all over, and I don't give a shit like about the success. I really this is all I love. This is all I want, and I'm gonna do it. And I don't care who betrays me. I don't care who uh, slanders me. I don't care who steals from me. I don't you know you know God forbid any of that stuff happen. I don't care what happens. This is what I do. This is who I am, and I'm gonna do it. And uh, there it is. And, and, and I, and I love this. And so, yeah, they say if, if you wouldn't do it for free, then it's, it's not good. Not for you. <clears throat> that and disco dancing. That's what I love, man. That's why I tell like people like, like I, you know, between sets, people like, you gonna, are you going to go dance? I'm like, <laughs> I play the music so I don't have to dance. Yeah. You don't want to see that dance. I forgot to ask you why. Uh, why do you hate cucumbers? Do you like pickles? Oh, they're fucking gross, bro. Like, <laughs> it's like it's like why do you hate Nazis? Like they're just like they're just not good. <laughs> they're objectively not good. When you cut is like if you cut a cucumber and you slay it down, three seconds afterwards they're slimy. Like how do you get slimy in three seconds? They're just you put them in your mouth and they're just like. I don't know, dude. I just I don't like cucumbers. That's, That's funny. funny that you brought that up. I absolutely hate cucumbers. I, it's like just it's such a garbage fruit. And it's a fruit, by the way. People are like it's a veggie. I'm like, no, that's a fruit, bro. The seeds on the inside that makes it a fruit. So you're eating fruit in your salad, you weirdo. You know, act like a Christian. Then stop that nonsense. It's disgusting. You you like cucumbers, Patrick, buddy. Come on. No, like I, I, I like I like pickles. But I I, I work pickles with pickles. I work with a guy that we were, a, a guy was cutting up a salad and he was cutting a coupon and a guy walked by and he goes, he starts like retching and he's like, cucumber, like what? He's like, I, I can't, I, I can't, I can't walk. And like, we're right by the kitchen. He's like, I guess I'm not eating today. I'm like, dude, you hate cucumbers that much? He goes, I, I they're hate vile. And I'm they, like, they're vile. They're slimy they're like they they smell weird and there's cute bro there's cucumbers in everything now there's like it's like it's like cucumber body wash and like an apricot <laughs> cucumber scrub and you're just like you're like what fresh hell am i living in we're like <laughs> take me back to the 50s so that i'll never have to deal with this cucumber outrage again it's this is such disgusting fruit oh uh, i would so, so hide them all around you if i was in your band yeah, <laughs> it's brain is bunk yeah. <laughs> yeah, it slices. Yeah, it slices. 
I would be in the fetal position in the corner <laughs> crying because you're throwing cucumbers at me. Cucumbers only good for one thing, stuffing your pants, you know, making you look like you get a bigger package. That's it. That's all you got. That's all they're good for. And even then, I don't want to touch, I don't want to touch my skin. That's just gross. <laughs> and plus you're prickly, bro. So first of all, I'm a big fan of like, if you're not invited somewhere, don't go. You know, I'm a big, I'm a big proponent of that. And cucumbers are prickly. They have prickles on them, bro. <laughs> don't why it don't they like they actually like and you feel that on the outside of it? I don't know, man. I just cucumbers, bro. It's just how anyone loves them. It's like, I don't know, man. People are different people in the world, I guess. I don't know, bro. Oh, golly. That was, that's just a rough day. That's a rough day whenever I see a cucumber. I don't like wretch in the corner. There's two things that really bother me, and one of them is cucumbers. The other one is mascots. You know what I'm saying? Like people in those furry outfit things. You know what I'm talking about? When like, like And they're like all hollow and eyed. And they're like, they don't make noise. Like Mickey Mouse costumes, you know, the big... Big headed things that creep me out, man. That creeps me out. That ain't right. They got those hollow eyes, just black <laughs> hollow eyes. It doesn't bother no one. I tell that to people, and people think I'm insane. I'm like, that that's terrifying. And I, I mean, like once again, I won't like go pee myself. You know, I can go wait in the car, but I'm like, I'm like, I don't like this. You know, yes. Chuck E. Cheese. I didn't like any of that. They walk around with the Chuck E. Cheese guys, big rat with a furry head, and you know it's some teenage kid in there. This is covered in zits and he's just like, and he's sweating his balls off and all the kids are like, can I hug him? Like, why does a dude want to get in that thing? I don't think a guy, I don't think a full grown man either should be in one of those mascot outfits. Cause you got kids hugging you all day. Why do you want all these kids to hug you, bro? <laughs> well, are you okay? You a good dude? I don't think you're a good dude. And when you want to see your face, I know there's a dude in there. I know there's a dude in there. It's creepy as hell, man. I know that's and not a cucumber. cucumber. <laughs> <laughs> if, if a dude was in a furry outfit, dressed as a cucumber. I would lose my bird. I would lose my bird, man. I'm like, I'm done. Uh, Guess I'm going home. Tonight. That's definitely how you have to show up to a, a Howard County show. <laughs> I would be like, I wouldn't kick you out, but I'd be like, dude, this is unnecessary. Like, I don't know what I did. I run your dog over. What would I do to you? Why, why, why are you so mad at me, man? What, like, what'd you do that for? Good Lord, you cucumbers. Ugh. My mom made me eat them all the time when I was a kid. She's like, eat your cucumbers. Get up. Cause they're really easy to grow in a garden. So we had cucumbers all the time and they're just nasty as all get out. Oh dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's unholy. It's just <laughs> vile, vile, massively disgusting crap. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, buddy. Yeah. Dude, what do you hate? Oh, dude, I was just thinking, I'm like, Oh man. You don't hate anything as much as I hate that. Do you? <laughs> I'm trying to do I, I normally go on rants, but like, I don't know. Uh, I think like everyone like I hate snap tracks and clap tracks. But okay, like, what guitar? Let me hit Patrick. What guitar does everyone seem to love? And you're like, that's a garbage guitar. Like I, I, I hate that guitar. I know you got an opinion on that. I have one. If you don't, I'm trying to think. Ah, oh. uh, dude, I, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of like ones that I've bought that I'm like, ooh, that was. That mistake. was a, yeah, a huge mistake. I don't know, like, like a, a, a like electric or whatever you got, brother. Mine is an electric. There's, I have one that I absolutely hate, and it's they sound terrible. And everyone, I've seen so many people just love them. Is Ovations, you know, with a plastic uh, back, back which real oh, thin. God. 
Have you ever played one? Yeah. They I slip s- all over you and everything yeah, like that. I think Fender makes them now. I think Fender bought them out. Dude, every and I've seen so many people be like, oh, they're great. And what's crazy is Travis Tritt is endorsed by Ovation. And like, so he only plays ovations and I'm like, dude is, I'm not a fan. I've played like my, my first guitar I played on actually was an ovation because my dad had it and I would, and I would, as a little kid, I'd try to play on it and stuff like that. And I just, dude, I always hated that guitar. And when he, he's like, do you want this guitar? I'm like, no, I don't want that guitar. You can go and sell it at a pawn shop for $4 and a dirty peppermint. Like, cause nobody wants that nasty crap in their life. I just don't like ovations at all whatsoever. And then they have a plod version of the ovation. Applaud, yeah. Which is like an even cheaper version of the ovation. I'm like, it's got a plastic back to it. Ugh. You don't have anything like that. I thought for sure as a, as a metal guy, you're like, this is great. No, what about dude. a band? Like a band I, I can't stand? No, that everyone loves and that every, that I'm just like, dude, this is, they're not as good as, as everyone puts them out to you, be. You know a band that, like, I respect? Like, I can never get into Pearl Jam. That guitar, they're, what is his name? Uh, Mike. Well, it's been good talking with you, brother. I'm just going to head and Pearl Jam's great, man. Dude, I... Yeah, they're great. I, I've seen live videos. I'm like, I think maybe I just need a concert. That What's his name? Mike McCready? He is, he's an incredible guitar player. He, when he writes like riffs that sound so much like Hendrix and I love his tone. And and Mm -hmm. I just think it's just because like I dated a girl and that's all she listened to. And like every time she'd be, she'd be like, don't buy me flowers. Buy me Pearl Jam this, this. I'm like, Oh, come on, man. Like maybe it's that. Like, I don't know. You seem like you dated some really cool chicks, bro. That like (laughs) doesn't work. You needed to marry all of these girls. You <laughs> sound cool, dude. Shit. Yeah, it's no. It's funny. Is uh, God, it, she was older. She was a lot older than me. And ninety-seven. It's no. I'm trying to think. She was my boss. Don't date your boss. I I made I made the mistake <laughs> of dating my boss, and I was she at I was at the the mercy of you know Del- Delaware's a fire at Will State. So, mm-hmm. and you know the she. I was 21 and she like, we went to Mexico together, which my dad calls the test. If you can survive Mexico, you're, uh, you're, you're, you're worthy of, uh, dating me. Cause yeah, that was like breaking up like on an airplane and being like, we aren't friends. We weren't friends before. We're not friends now. And I'm like, we live together and you're my boss. She goes, Oh, do we now? And I'm like, Oh, I'm just going to restart my life, but, uh, power dynamic right there. Yeah. And it's funny. Like after 20 years, I've recently, uh, not recently, this around COVID because we're still in our mask. And she was like, so I'm like, so how, you know, and she's like, it turns out like, she's like a doctor now. (laughs) And I was like, I hope you study. You know, she's like, you did. And like, it was funny. Cause like I asked her, I was like, so are you still an alcoholic? And she goes, (laughs) <laughs> she goes me me how dare you i am a doctor i have a doctor and i did this on that That's and i'm like word. i'm like listen tell me you said those words so still an alcoholic i did good oh my gosh that's hardcore you're a hero bro you're Dude, a hero that's awesome I, I used to keep a lobster pot by the bed because she would throw up all the time, just like, oh my god! <laughs> we, I hope you're listening to this, whoever you are. Oh, get some help, I, all right? And she was like, "No, you did." I'm like, "Think about it. 
Think about it. And really? she goes, ooh, I did throw up. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, dude, like, it, it, I have so many. It's like, I remember like the one, like, <laughs> I, I, she woke up and she's like, go outside and look at your car. I'm like, uh-oh. She's like, like, you know, she's like, how late were you at the bar? I'm like, I don't know. And I'm like, dude, no, I'm here. I'm fine. And I'm like, it, is the car wrecked? Did I wreck the car? And she's like, just go outside and look at the goddamn car. I go outside. My Jeep is wrapped in orange construction fence. You know, I'm like, yes. I'm like, and then I go in. There's a sombrero on the passenger side. <laughs> and I'm like, this sounds like a good time. I was like, man, I sounds don't like a Howard County concert. What, what, what's <laughs> going on, guys? Let's get this going. Dude, I, you should be high five me, woman, yeah. right now. I never had the doors on that thing, and I always drove. If I uh, like puddle, just yeah. She she hated it because she couldn't get in it because she was so short. So I had to like kind of like put my hands on her. (laughs) But I was like, so yeah. So are you still an alcoholic? Dude, that's the that's some hardcore stuff right there, boy. That's like that, my boy ain't no simp. He's over here. He's like, hey, you still an alcoholic? Bam. Yeah. Just which, like, what do you what do you need to be? I love that stuff, dude. But that, that that was one of the reasons. Like I, like you, you know, you you walk into work, and everyone's sitting in a circle with all the chairs, and you're like, uh oh, that's just those things they talk about where, uh, you know, everyone's like, I love you. You know, you're killing yourself, and I, that's the day I said, you know what. I'll just switch to beer. I can drink that all yep. day. <laughs> and I, yeah, it's fine. It's I've, You're going to get Stroh's. You're going to love it. I've only, it's not a dweller. Yeah. <laughs> I've only had three. Three. Uh, I had like an old fashioned and some. I've only had three. Three mixed drinks since then. And one. My buddy. He had. I'm, he, I'm pretty sure it was Kid Rock's tour bus. And he made it. Made it. It had his name on it like my buddy's name and he made a drink on his tour bus. And he's like, I don't make drinks for people on my own tour bus. You're going to drink this. And I remember drinking it and I'm like looking around. He goes, are you that nervous? I'm like, dude, you don't understand. He goes, should we be scared? I'm like, yeah. I said, you're going to say something that's going to trigger me. Yeah. And they were like, all right, all right, all right, stop. But he got, he got me twice. And then, uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's funny. Is like, I don't know. Like sometimes, like like because my parents have a beach house and people just leave, leave stuff, you know. You just acquire a collection because people, you know, just leave it there. And yeah. sometimes with alcohol, they leave it. And, yeah, and yeah. I'll like open and like a bottle of like Jägermeister would be like drink me, and I'm like, like oh, oh, he's peeking that's in. That's <laughs> That's just concert, when I was go I'm a tab, but that's like horrible crap. I used to have. I'd have two shot glasses in my hand and two at the time I was drinking Bud Light. And that's how I would order like six drinks at a time. Dude, I was, I was bad. And I remember someone being like, there's a line for the bathroom. And I just be like, I don't care. I'll just go right here. If you're breaking up, the whole world's your urinal. As as a guy, the whole world's your urinal. I go out and pee all the time. You know, in in Denver, they'll <laughs> they'll get you for like uh, as a sexual predator. Oh, you get a PUI peeing under the influence, yeah. and then you can't go no. by parks and schools. No, like anywhere. If you pee anywhere, you pee on a dumpster behind a bar in Denver. They pick you up. You're a sex offender. Ugh. That's insane, dude. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, bro. I had to pee. I wasn't like you know diddling children. I had to pee. You know what I mean, dude? I remember. I 
I'd be like, what do you think the newspapers are for in the back of my car? So <laughs> put them on the seat. <laughs> like, like, what? What goes to your mind? I'm like, warmth and then shame. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of shame after that. So oh, God. I, I, I've only, I only did that. I was so, so gone. I, I just ordered six Crown and Cokes and I just, Drank all of them, and there was yeah. a line. I was just like, uh, and it's funny. So, go back to the Kid Rock tour bus. Like, did you after you drank that? What did you go? Did you reignite the fire of crazy? Or no, or no, I just had the one and That's just I, I always treated, uh, I've always treated uh, being on a tour bus like people think that I'm gonna that's the last place you'll ever see me party on is is on someone, it's it's their house. And it's very yep. close quartered. Now, if they allow it and they encourage it, so be it. But if I'm just having, I learned that. Yeah. Well, my one friend, he lost the he lost the tour because he threw up on the uh, the headliners tour bus, and he said, "Hey, man, I love you. I I think I think you need to get some help." And he's he kicked him yeah. off the tour, and I was just like, "Yeah, yeah. I'm not." That's fair. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. If you throw up in my, if you throw up like, but the thing about that, you come over to my house, we're chilling and we're smoking some cigars and I'm like, we're, we're drinking and you throw up in my living room rug. I'm, I'm going to be like, bro, this is a bit much. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's I mean, fairness. I mean, it makes sense, but it's true. It's like a lounge more than it is a, a party in central and stuff like that. Yeah. And a lot it, of people have a weird idea of what that is. And, yeah. That's, that's, yeah. it's funny. Like, yeah. The, the last time I threw the last time I threw up is I was at mile zero and the guy goes like this. He's about my height. He flicked a cigarette behind his shoulder where my head is and the ashes went into my mouth. And I was like, I started dry heaving and then heave ho. And I was with uh, uh, them dirty roses and they're like, come on, man, we puke all the time. They were like, they're like, puke, we puke all the time, man. Hold, stop holding it back. And I was like, I was so embarrassed. And then here, I'm like, I'm back where like Cody Canada's tour bus and all the tour buses are. And like, I just remember someone's like, you know, that dude from TikTok's throwing up. <laughs> and I come back and I'm, I, it was Mike and the Moon Pies and I missed their set. And I came, and I was like, dude, some guy ashed his cigarette and went into my mouth. And they're like, ew. <laughs> I throw up too. I'm like, yeah. Murdered that guy. I would have beat him to death. Oh, it was terrible. I, mo- I still monster. Just thinking about it. Oh, it was funny. Is I finally got to see Mike and the Moon Pies. Well, actually, it's Silverado now. So, and I I went backstage and I was like, Mike, let me tell you about how I missed your set mile zero. And he was like, what? He goes, you inhaled cigarette ashes. That sounds terrible. I was like, it was absolutely terrible. So I was upset because everyone's like, you got to check out uh, Silverada. And I'm, I'd seen him before, but not on at the ant. And, mm-hmm. but I, I got, I got to see him, but yeah, that's, that's the last, but every, about every other time I would drink liquor, I would, I'd get sick. <laughs> My body, you know, just like this, this ain't good for you. But I yeah. didn't throw up. But one time at a party, I had a, I had a beer and I'd set it down and someone threw their oh, cigarette bottle. I knew that beer. was good. And it was, I was fucking like, how did it happen? I, I don't even remember setting it down. I think somebody was trying to be an asshole to me. Mm. And like, and they were probably like a friend, honestly. And they did it like as a joke. And I just didn't notice, 
you know, and I drink. Oh, I didn't throw up though. Because yeah. I'm not a bitch. <laughs> I am. That's like Dude, drinking. I've, been, I've seen people drink their spit cups on accident. Oh, oh, that, no. that, that was instant. I, I threw up for them. I was like, dude, that. Oh, well, dude, they grabbed dude, the wrong I, Mountain Dew bottle. Oh, my gosh, dude. That, that is. I, so when I was one of my first jobs, was at this place in uh, when I was, just moved to Kansas City. I worked as like a host or something. I was like 14 years old, 15, yes, 15 years old. I was working as a host and uh, at a bar called The Other Place in uh, in Overland Park, Kansas. And dude, my job was to clear off the tables and you'd pick up these spit things and they'd be warm. And you're just like, you're not touching any of your spit, but they're just warm. Like, God, it's disgusting, dude. Uh, I've never, have you ever chewed? Have you done like dip? Uh, I did it once and I ended up falling off the floor. I was just like, it it was, it, it tasted great. And I just like, like anything else, like sucked on my teeth. It it was like apple something. And I remember I had two saw horses and a plywood for uh beer pong. And I flipped on the table. It came up like (laughs) in the face and it was just like, it's a fair reaction. Yeah. And I, it's funny. It's like my, I don't know how he hit it from my mom. Cause there was a stain of yellow down my dad's oh, truck. Wow. He used to chew that red man. Just like, that's hardcore, bro. That's yeah. like, like the wads and stuff. Yeah. And, I, I, and he still has all his teeth, which I, I find unbelievable, but they, they, I, I could die from that. He would gut it. He uh, wouldn't even spit it out. He would gut that stuff. Uh, he would just straight up like gut it. Just swallow the Oh my gosh, dude. Um, I think I was tougher than coffin nails. I mean, I can't even believe that thing. Tougher than a ketchup bottle. I mean, he's just insane, dude. Like, who does that? My dad would say, I got nothing else to do. Like, what? There's so much. Yeah. Well, it, in Delaware. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> Delaware's actually kind I'm of fun. I like your dad, actually. It was like, starting like, I wasn't really like your dad at first. Now I'm thinking your dad's pretty damn cool. It's funny, like, well, growing up, like, definitely, it, it blows my mind when I, I see my, my friends with their kids. And I'm like, dude, like, I was not friends with my dad until I remember the day we became friends. Other than that, it was a, you know, never talk back. Yeah, I no, like, especially like even around like my grandfather. I mean, I remember, I remember just getting done cutting the grass and he, my cousin did something to my grandmother and my grandfather gripped him up. I went out and I yeah. cut the grass again. I was like, <laughs> and he was like, that's a good boy. And he called the, like, he called me a man of a thousand words a year. And I'm like, cause I'm terrified of it. Cause you like, were terrified. Yeah. Like my dad, like, you talk back like the belt. I, like I didn't have yeah. a door. My dad has, has sawed off my door numerous times. I remember, like, I put furniture up in front, and even like, no lie. Like, my girlfriend was like, "There's no way your dad did that. He's such a sweetheart." And my little cousins came over, and they were like four, six, eight, and he was like, "All right, here's the kids' room," and he has his drill, and she's like, "What's the drill for?" He took the door handle and turned it around. And told him no singing, which meant no crying. And he locked him in. <laughs> and she was like, oh, my God, it's terrible. I was like, that's my childhood. He'd open the door, hand me OJ and Pop-Tarts. 
and locked the door so I couldn't come out. Because granted, he caught me swimming one time. I was like five. He's like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm doing my laps. And he's like, who made you breakfast? And I was like, I did. And I had burned like two cases of uh, Pop-Tarts. And he's like, all right. And so he took took my door handle. And, and then like, as I got older, like the door handle was, he took it off, which was terrible because my mom slept walk and would like beat me in my sleep. And, and like, I, I, I could see down the hallway and just be like, <laughs> you wake up your mom whipping your ass. And I'm like, the oh, dude, thing she like tore my hair out once. She's like, you're going bold. I'm like, no shit. Stop it. I love you, mom. Stop. She's like, and like, I would tell these stories to my friends and my friends like, now nah, there's no way. Like, I love my mom. And my, he's like, there's no way. And down at the beach, uh, my, my it's cooler on the, uh, the the bottom floor, so my parents would sleep downstairs, and we would be downstairs just watching TV, being quiet. And he, I remember, I remember looking over, and I'm like, oh man, my mom's sleepwalking. And he's looking, he goes, dude, dude, what is she doing? And she stood up, and she kicked my dad in the throat, screaming, "There was a flying goat trying to steal her go- her gold." And I go. <laughs> He's like, what's your, what's your, what's your situation? She sounds awesome. Just the kind of crazy woman I would love. She, I I don't know if she, she hasn't, uh, I haven't seen, I don't think she sleepwalks that much anymore. Now she got older or since, you know, I moved out, but yeah, she, she would have like, I used to have, uh, night tremors and I've, I've slept walk a little bit. I, my, my one girl, girlfriend, I was dating her daughter. I caught her daughter walking outside going outside totally asleep and yeah. and i was like i was like what are you doing uh, patrick do you want to hear a story i haven't told anyone my yeah. entire life but i'm dead serious so i grew up in lake charles louisiana i don't know if you know this but louisiana is a spiritually dark place they do voodoo there and gregory and it's like a legitimate thing people are buried above ground for god's sakes i saw so many skulls in my life it's ridiculous because the graves are all you know cracked open you can see skulls and dead bones whole lot so anyways it was a dark november night one time i was i had to clean the the kitchen i was just a little kid and uh in a cajun uh, cajuns don't have hallways i don't know if you know that in louisiana did you know that they they have a central wall and then all the rooms are connected so my room was connected to the bathroom and that bathroom had two doors and it was connected to my sister's room and living room. My sister came out one day and she was just, she was like 10 years old and she was just slow walking, like just like just slow walking. And I'm like cleaning the kitchen. Everyone's asleep. My parents are. And she starts walking and it's like windy outside. It's dark. It's cold. It's Louisiana. And she starts walking to the front door through our living room. And she just stands at the front door and I'm watching him like, Melissa, what's going on? Melissa, Melissa. And she's just like standing and just looking at the, the door. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? And right as it, I, I try to call her again, she starts reaching for the door to open the door and she unlocks it and she starts opening the door. And I, everything I had ran towards the door. I'm like, I don't know what's going on, but I don't want her to open the door. You know what I'm saying? Is that dark? I can feel that yeah. darkness in there slam the door shut and I locked it. I'm like, Melissa, Melissa, what are you doing? And I, I'm not joking. Dude. I, I tell, this is 100% right. And I tell my sister, she that didn't happen. This happened. She went like this. I have to let them in. And I was like, what the? F-? And then she just, and then she goes, and dude, as if I'm lying, I'm dying, bro. She went boom and just hit the ground. 
lost all control of her body and just hit the ground and was like a puddle of, and I'm like, what happened? What just happened? So I like, you know, I, I make sure the door's locked. I'm like looking up, you know, they have that little <laughs> triangle or like thing. And I'm like looking out like over the thing, trying to like, see no one's out there and just the wind's blowing. And like, it's like, so I pick my sister up and then she just, I just put her back in her bed, dude. And she, to this day, doesn't remember any of that crap. Like crap, like sleepwalking, like we joke around and we're laughing, but dude, that stuff is terrifying. Yeah. Like the stuff that people say in their sleep is if you don't want, if you, if you're like, fuck sleeping, I don't ever want to sleep again. Go look on the internet about what there, there's this app that people have where the app will turn itself on. And you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. And just record what people say. The stuff nightmares are made of, dude. I, I can't even believe that they would allow this on the internet, bro. It is just god awful. And I, I just, dude, I, I'm I'm right there with it. Like I'm joking around about this, the sleepwalking stuff, but man, that is god awful, horrible shit. I would never do. That's yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Absolutely, brother. That who in <laughs> that freaked me out, dude. I, I have to let them in, dude. I like I I flipped out, dude. I was like there. It's absolutely terrifying. And there was stuff like that all the time. And like Louisiana was a weird, dark place, man. It was such a, such a weird thing. Like you would see people walk in the middle of the night, like talking, we're talking a little small town. I remember seeing five people all in black walking down our street and just, and I'm talking, it was like two in the morning because I, I didn't sleep very well. So I would stay up at night and I saw four black people, like not black robed, not black people, but like just all wearing black, just walking in the middle of the road. And then walking out to like, cause we live close to a graveyard and I'm like, and you try to tell your parents crap like that. And you're like, they're like, it's, yeah, we're, we're in Louisiana. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but you would find like you, so we live next to a graveyard in, in, in Lake Charles and you would like, I knew the graveyard pretty well. It was right next to like an open field and you would find skulls and everything just pulled out of the grave, just thrown everywhere. And like the, or like a skull cracked in half and the top half missing. So the part where you would. And you're just like this, and you're just like, well, how do you explain that to people? Yeah. You know, like that's just how that's how Louisiana is. It's a weird place, man. And it, it, dude, it's like very when you hear blues and you know some Duke Ellington type like jazz, where it's like really dark stuff. Like, yeah, that makes sense. That it was built in the Delta and around Louisiana and Mississippi and stuff. It's a, it's a haunted place, man. It really is a that's just very haunted, like very like antebellum, very like like old houses that are like dilapidated and. It's just a weird place. It was a really cool place to grow up in hindsight. But as a kid, I remember that place being one of the most terrifying places. Of you know, people are like, would you ever live there again? I'm like, mm, I sure wouldn't. I sure wouldn't, man. Yeah, yeah. I love like that that voodoo, the hoodoo, mm-hmm. the, the national sack, and the, the charms they would wear, like all those old like Delta blues blues guys, mm-hmm. and how like yeah, they talk. They would they would Shit's practice real, in the. Practice in the graveyard late at night, dude. It's it's that shit is real, man. Like selling your soul to the devil and stuff like that, man. I, my mom would tell me horrible stories. Like she remembered she was running through the graves when she was a little kid, and she was like, "Come get me, devil! Come get me, devil!" And she would like they thought it was funny, right? Until they saw someone just sitting on a grave, like just a person. They went up and talked to him. The person just just looked at them, and she said she got scared and ran away. She said that night that they were sitting in the living room, and a light bulb caught on fire like flames pouring out the top of a light bulb. And my, my, she said that my grandmother uh, unplugged it and the light was still on and the flame was coming out of the top of it. She pulled the thing off and threw it in the backyard and buried it in the backyard. It's just, I'm just like, dude, you just like, 
I know, and the people, I come from a very, you know what I love about you, Patrick, is that you tell stories and people are like, I don't believe that's true. I tell stories and like they're actually happened and people are like, man, I don't think that's right. Like my grand, my grandmother uh, shot my grandfather to death. And like, I tell people that story and they're like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah. Like, yeah, it, it's just weird shit, man. Like I just, you come from weird, like I come from a very weird family and it comes just a lot of weird stuff, man. It's just how it is. So, man. <laughs> no, I don't know about that. It's weird, weird, crazy <laughs> stuff. Yeah. So they didn't get along. <laughs> <laughs> that's not your no. tradition. That's normally a, uh, like a superhero origin story. Yeah, yeah. Just this crazy, weird, evil, crazy stuff, man. That's just that's just a weird place that I grew up, man. Yeah. This it's just crazy, man. Find animal. They would find animals all the time when I was a kid, like just cut open and like in fields and stuff like that, burnt on in fields, cut open and junk. And like, I, I tell people, that, I'm like, no, that didn't happen. I mean, it's true. That happened all the time when I was a kid, but I don't know. Yeah. It's just weird stuff like that. So Louisiana more than hot sauce, apparently. <laughs> Cause yeah. that's well, yeah. Leprosy. Did you know that Avery Island, that Tabasco sauce is Avery Island. That's all of it's made at Avery Island. And the only thing that was on Avery Island besides the hot sauce was a leper colony. Huh. So there's Avery Island, Louisiana was, there's only known for two things, hot sauce and leprosy. That's and crazy. It's, it's long since closed down, but like that, like, like this is, it's just, Louisiana is such a damn crazy ass place to grow up at and didn't know this stuff. And they're proud of this history. They're proud of like, like, spirits coming out of the swamp they'll tell you these stories in school in grade school they're telling you these stories and so like yeah this is something that happens like you'll hear you'll hear like people just screaming in the middle of the night in the swamps and stuff like that and you're just like what the this is this is fifth grade we just got done with spelling (laughs) you know what i'm saying like like this is this is what they did like louisiana is like a trip like i i I, growing up in louisiana i wouldn't have traded for anything uh, but it's one of those things where, man, people just, you don't understand how just a weird, unusual, crazy place it is, man. But, yeah, man, that's how that goes, brother. Well, man, I, I really appreciate all this cool stuff, buddy. Uh, uh, I love this. I will literally do this anytime you want me to, brother. Oh, cool. But uh, can I just say also that, like, I, I do have uh, new music coming out, uh, a whole album coming out this Friday uh, on the, on the what's that, February 9th, I think it is. And stuff like that, man. So, like, I would love it if people would check it out. You know, or they don't have to. I mean, they, you know, if they want to be cool, they do. If they, I tell you this, I put it out like this: if you don't go check out my music, I'll find your mother and make out with her. <laughs> and that's a promise. Like, I'm, you know what? Whatever it takes. You know, Whatever it takes. The weakest threat in the entire world. My <laughs> lips would fall off. Well, there's a lot of mothers out there. <laughs> Sorry. I'm sorry. They just you gotta stop me from saying weird shit, buddy. I'm gonna be here all day just saying dumb crap. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, this was a great time. Yeah, bro, I had an awesome time, man. This is absolutely wonderful. Yeah. Anytime you need it, man. And when you're down Fort Worth, bro, give give me a ring. Uh you and uh Talbot too, man. Well, we're gonna have a good time, bro. We'll hang out. Yeah, and and I have to I have, do have to go down to Louisiana too, so Dude, yeah. I mean, if you're in Lake Charles, I, I, I show you some weird shit. They're, yeah, some really weird shit. Yeah, man. It's, uh, I'll take you to some weird places, man. Definitely for sure. And uh, yeah, man, uh, we're also going to be playing Red Barn Radio uh, soon in, in Kentucky. So we're going all throughout Kentucky and Cincinnati and all the stuff around there and stuff like that. So cool. just let me know. I'll let you know about all that stuff. And we'll have that all posted on uh, 
uh, Howard County uh, uh, TX or Howard County Music. Uh, if you want to check us all out and stuff like that, I really appreciate it, man. Yeah, Thank cool. You. Yeah, definitely. It was great, great talking to you, man. Yeah, absolutely, man. Good times. So, well, you have a good rest of your night. And uh, what, February 9th, is this, is this uh, Tiny Town? Is that? It's, it's called the Tiny Town EP, but there's going to be six songs on that on the EP. And then we have another music coming out in November. And so we're going to be releasing music uh, periodically every six weeks after that, just because we have a, a bunch of songs recorded and stuff like that. So we're just getting out. But this is going to be the, a, a big music drop. And uh, yeah, we're going to be pouring pretty hard after this. So cool. It's be good. Nice, dude. I'm excited. That yeah, man, it's going to be good. It's going to be cool times. Yeah. I hope, appreciate I, you. Man. Yeah. I hope you, I hope you get a good, good following and a good, good monetary uh, supply so you can. Yeah. It'd be nice. So bring it in. Like to, I'd like to get a, get a car someday. That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> be sweet. <laughs> be, be nice. Remember, like someday, someday I'm going to have so much money. I'm going to be able to get cheese on my Whopper. <laughs> they're going to be like, do you want cheese on that Whopper? But like, actually I do. I would love cheese on that Whopper. Put it on. You know what? Make it two pieces. Make it two. Someday, someday, Patrick, it's going to happen then. That's funny. <laughs> all right man i'll Sorry, talk to you man. later all right brother appreciate you man all right have a good night